You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Listen, folks. We've been called up to the big leagues, right? Okay, not in sports. We're not. We're not physically. Uh, talented enough to actually play uh you know a sport at a major league level but with cup snakes we're professionals at that and if you've seen us we've done one at the wild game but we've also done one with done one with the saint paul saints in the minor leagues but we've been called up to the majors we are doing a cup snake with the minnesota twins who are part of major league baseball on saturday august 20th get your tickets now you can go to 10ktakesmn.com if you go under the event under the events tab you'll see a link there you can purchase your tickets that will be in the section that we'll, we will be building the cup snake in and with that ticket $5 is donated to the Minnesota Twins community fund so you're doing something good and then on top of that you get a loaded value get a free concession ticket with that so you can go and purchase a beer one free beer or whatever you want to purchase. It could be a refreshment or pop, whatever, as long as it's a cup that can start contributing to the cup snake. The, your ticket does come with a free item with, with the concession stand. Hopefully you will buy a beer or a refreshment that comes in a plastic cup. And then also Sammy Adams is going to be joining us as well. Platinum. He went, he's a platinum guy, Jake. Yes. Me and you, we're not platinum guys. No, we could be because with golf guys, we'll have to see about that. But, but Sammy Adams, a platinum artist who made – uh, what was that song? All night longer. Mm-hmm. Just I know it was like ten years ago now, but you've definitely heard of it. Look it up if you don't know what we're talking about exactly. But you've heard of Sammy Adams. He will be joining us that weekend to help us build the Cup Snake. So you you don't want to miss this. Okay, this is Saturday, August twentieth, Saturday night. Let's go. Let's have a party. Get your tickets now. Ten K Takes MN dot com under the events tab, or you can go to our Twitter as well at ten K underscore Takes. And I think our pin tweet, or no, that's our golf tournament. That's another event. But you can find all you can find our link on all of our socials in some places, or go to our website. Get your tickets now. It's gonna be a great time. On this episode of It's a Bit, we're joined by Ben Lieber, retired NFL football player. He's the co-host of Twin Cities Live. That's what he's up to these days. He's always been a broadcaster with K Fan and has done some stuff with college football. Really, the guy does everything. Always a great guest on the show. We're also going to give our bits of the week and end the show with buy or sell, pretending things are stocks and if we buy or sell them. So all that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's Bits podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring boss man, wags, and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name ever. First name. Welcome back to It's a Bit. Everybody presented by 10,000 Takes. My name's Bossman, joined by journalist Jake, and producer Cam is back. And uh, really quick, before we get into kind of our 3M recap and the bit of the week, uh, we just got to tell you about the Gabe Henderson interview that was supposed to drop last week. Um, One of us got a little too excited, one of us being allegedly me, and yanked out the hard drive before we hit the stop recording button. For those of you who are tech-savvy and understand everything I just said, I basically fucked up the entire thing. And uh, we have a guy in another continent working on it right now trying to fix it. So 
like we've said before, go follow Gabe Henderson on Instagram, Twitter. He's an awesome guy. A lot of great insight for you Vikings and NFL fans. And I personally apologize for screwing up that interview. Really great interview. We're hoping to put it in a future episode. So just keep that on the back burner in your mind. But uh, really quick, Jake, we got to talk about the 3M Open, the PGA Tour event that came to the Twin Cities. Met a lot of awesome listeners and fans of, of everyone, 10,000 takes there. And uh, it was a blast. The first the first golf tournament that we've officially been somewhat affiliated with, thanks to Greyduck. But, uh, yeah, I mean, really incredible, incredible weekend from Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, it was an incredible experience. I literally, um, we're recording this on Tuesday, and I still... I still feel like I'm a, like a little depressed because I don't know how to I'm questioning my existence right now because my entire life for five days and leading up to that, even before we went there, because we were preparing for it was literally golf. And it was at the 3M open. It was literally getting there at like 9 a.m. average every morning and being there till five, six, seven o'clock and being on Saturday with the rain delay, which we'll get to into more. Uh, we were there till nine, nine o'clock, you know, so literally my, our entire life for five days and, and change were literally was literally golf and it was such a fucking blast that now my normal life is just boring. Yeah. I realize that now. Yeah. So let's just run through it day by day. So let's start with Wednesday. It was the pro-am just a second practice round for players. Uh, Jake Owen was out there. He was playing with our pal, Marty fish, who they grew up together in Florida after Marty moved from Edina. Uh, but it was really cool because there were not a lot of people following this group. I know the Barstool guys were out there. Adam Thielen was out there, Larry Fitzgerald. So for whatever reason, the Marty Fish, Jake Owen group didn't have as much attention as we thought. And we were like two of four people following that group. So, you know, Owen was talking to us, hanging out. He loved Jake's mustache. He was just talking about how he's been in situations where he's forgotten to shave his mustache. And uh, also Brian O'Neill was out there, Vikings O-lineman, who we've ran into a few times at this point. He knew who we are, who we were, came over and shook our hands. It was just a really cool day, and believe it or not, there weren't a lot of people there on the way. I mean, it, yeah, it's Wednesday afternoon. Like, it's going to be hard to find people who, you know, can take off work and go into that. But it was just sweet getting to interact with all the celebrities and people that were out playing. And little rumor, we're, we're trying like hell. Actually, this isn't a rumor. We said it on last week's episode. We're going to try to play in this thing next year, right? If uh, if some of the people who who got to play this year played in it, we'll figure out a way. So keep that in mind. We might be playing in it next year. At least we're going to try like hell to. Yeah, no, it, we're not talking about the Pro-Am. We're talking about actually playing in the 3M Sponsor Open. exemption. Sponsor exemptions. I mean, we were going to be like Marty Fish this year and uh, or next year and actually playing it. But no, I'm not, no, I'm totally joking if you, uh, if you don't know already. But no, the Pro-Am would be... Super fun to be involved with. I, you know, no matter how we shoot, I think it'd be awesome to be on a professional golf course and give us um, some sort of, uh, you, you know, fantasy or get us closest to the fantasy of being a PGA golfer. I think it'd be great. Yep. So then Thursday, day one of the tournament was Caddy Suits Day One. Shout out to Gray Duck and uh, it's Caddy CaddyUniform.com for the suits. Mm-hmm. Those things are fucking sick. Like, I, I think we're going to wear those to things beyond this tournament. Like, we're probably going to wear those things too much. That's basically how, how we feel about them. But uh, we, we, we were the uh, 3M Cub fans of the day, which is a, a, a thing that 3M, the 3M Open did every day. They found two of the biggest fans and, and gave them a $25 gift card in which we spent all on liquor. Well, I mean... You have to, honestly, especially, you know, it was after the 3M Open, you know, that's something we got to spend it on to kind of drink the pain away of it being over. But no, I mean, I, it was a pleasure. It was an honor being the 3M Open fan, uh, fans, because the caddy suits, shout out to the 3M Open social media. We got posted all over their socials as well to get the caddy suits out there as well, because it was, uh, it, there were great uniforms and it was a great day for it. And 
Yeah, I'm just honored to be the fan. I can't win the 3M Open. I want to be the fan of the 3M Open. So, yeah, while we're talking about achievements, too, Friday we we got to watch Marty Fish, uh, our friend, and uh, former tennis player, actually the only player in the tournament to both play in professional tennis events as well as a PGA Tour event. He was the sponsor, exempt by 3M. But uh, it was fun following him. And uh, who were the other guy? Sam Reeves was Seth Reeves. Seth Reeves and who Chase hold, Seifert who hold out from like 160 yards on 10 his first hole for eagle. Mm-hmm. An absolute electric group. Once again, another group where there weren't a lot of people following, but we got to follow. And uh, the caddies were cool. One of them asked how the, how the beers were tasting because we were just trashed on Friday. Mm-hmm. That was the one day we're like pedal to the metal. And uh, also, Chase Seifert's caddy threw us some of the waters that they only set aside for players. So I felt like royalty in that group. That was that was insane. I felt like I wasn't just a fan. I felt like I was walking through with the group, and we were we had some sort of connection with them. But it was it was great because yeah, there wasn't a lot of people, and that's the benefit of you don't have to watch. Yeah, sure, it's great watching you know and following in person some of the best golfers in the world, like watching Tony Finau and. Uh, you know, even Jason Day, who is a you know former number one in the world, was was amazing. But then following these following these groups with like lower name people, when you can kind of shoot the shit with the players and the caddies, but they're still professional golfers. It was uh, it was an awesome experience. Yep, yep. So while we're moving right along, Saturday the the infamous rain delay. We get there two hours in, they blow the horn, and uh, we went to the bar, which was where everyone else went. We went to the tavern in uh, Blaine. in Blaine because Wild Bills was so full yeah. of people. But yep. we, but we went there and there was like what a five hour rain delay. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, it was at least four. Yeah, it was like five hours. Fucking yeah, bananas. I don't know think about it. It, yeah. it. it is actually insane. And, and to, to put the cherry on top, PGA Communications was delivering the absolute worst updates uh, via Twitter. Uh, the update was that they were updating the time of the next update. So they they said there's an update around what's going to happen for the day at two thirty, and the update at two thirty was the next update will be at three o'clock, which was like it was just update fucking. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Updateception is what it turned into. There was many levels to it. Yeah, it was uh, very annoying too because they wouldn't update right at two thirty, not even two thirty five. It was like two thirty eight, two thirty nine, freaking fucking two forty. And like I had posted something where it's like the PJ Tour communications page said they were going to update us at 2:30, and then I posted like the meme from the show Maury. The lie detector test said that was a lie because literally they updated 10 minutes after the alleged time, and then it was just and then it was just uh, another update 20 minutes from now. It's like the kid, this is getting ridiculous. Like I thought by four o'clock. We were sure we're going to get at least some sort of update. Like, hey, we're going to open up at five. Nope. Next update, four thirty. Where we get a couple more drinks. You know, I think we got a lot of screw up drinks. Uh, very good. Four thirty came along. Uh, next update, four forty five. Like, shit, damn it. And and but the thing is, like, weather was was breaking up around two p.m. And we have like someone we knew working concessions inside three m. They're like, yep, they're getting ready to open things back up. And then all of a sudden, we look back outside as it was and... just sunny downpouring yeah it was some very bipolar weather i remember we looked at the weather like well let's get more drinks yeah i don't know what's happening also i want to point out the fact that it was hilarious that the pga let everyone just go drink for five hours and then let everyone come back because let me tell you that line to get back on the shuttles to the course was an absolute gong show everybody was so drunk in that line like oh i can't believe we made it back i've been at wild bills for the last fucking six hours just doing shots and drinking and what one one guy in the line who was also wearing waggle stuff was like, "Hey, you should touch my cock," but he had like one of the one of the waggle cock shirts on. Yeah, and laughing his he ass. He put off. his arms up. Yeah, touch my cock. And I remember this was just in line on the way to the course. I'm like, this is a bad idea. Well, to let everybody back into a to a to a gentleman's golf tournament. Well, yeah, because the people remaining that were still waiting for this that 
were the drunken people and, and we fit in with that, but there were definitely people more drunk than us, but it was so funny because I was saying the bus ride over the shuttle ride over usually is very formal. You have a lot of couples on there. It's just really calm. People just want to get to the tournament that shuttle ride that, that like five minute shuttle ride over from the parking lot to the three M when they allowed people back in was like a, a fucking middle school school bus back. Yeah. Then. We or, were like, people were yelling shit. We were back there like, like, Totally, you know, being unsafe. You know, it was just, it was an absolute shit show. Or, it was hilarious. It was more like if you've ever been to a wedding where it's out of town for a lot of people and there's a, a bus that takes you from the venue back Ooh. to the hotel at two in the morning. At the end of the night. That's what it basically was, except it was at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. on a Saturday going to a fucking golf tournament. It was, it was, I, I noticed that like when I was on was the bus. rowdy. And, and we were just talking to that dude who was saying, yeah, touch my cock or whatever. And we're just sitting back there just getting so fucked up. Or we were so fucked up. I'm like, this is like a party bus right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. To the golf course. And then you get to the golf course and like Grey Duck was closed, which makes sense. I mean, they probably shut down for the night or whatever, but there was like a couple lone concessions and bars open. And we just found out where they were and we just booked over there and got a few more beers after yeah. drinking all day. Yeah. So finally, Sunday comes. It was Caddy Suits Day 2. Uh, this is where we were able to jump into the pool. So we had a friend of a friend who owned a pool on Hole 6 T-Box. Uh, I was in the caddy suit. I, I yelled Tony's name. Finau, he looked over and started laughing, and we just I just did a cannonball. Also, I want to point out the fact that my height wasn't the best, but I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about getting Tony Finau's attention. I wasn't focused on the cannonball. Uh, no, I did a belly flop when Scott Piercy came over, which actually makes me think I might have ruined it for Scott Piercy. I think he 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 was too focused on the belly flop and how and how much that probably hurt me that he didn't think about his next shot. Made a bad score on six. It all fell apart from there. And I bet on Scott Piercy, so that was just uh, that was just shooting myself in the foot. I plexico burst my own bet. Yeah, you by, screwed uh, yourself by, over. By, by, Rooting on Scotty so hard in a way he's never been rooted for before. Well, obviously we because we did it, we did something to both Scott and and Tony. It obviously impacted. We energized. Tony. We energized Tony. I think we, we energized. We, def- Tony. we defeated Scott. Like Tony should give us at least ten percent of that prize money. So exactly. I mean, ten percent to the caddy, ten percent to the hype men, and yep. that was us behind the pool, right on hole six, uh, going off. But yeah, it's something Tony. I think reacted more positively positively to it uh, scott just kind of stared at us he was just like what the fuck yeah, what the is this fuck is, is this what happens here? when you lead golf tournaments yeah, you like get psychos who are just wearing masters caddy suits belly flopping in a pool six beers deep at noon That's yeah what happened it's on like, a yeah, sunday welcome to minnesota scott we yeah. need another stop here i remember we were PGA saying tour. i remember we were saying like we gotta hype this up we gotta we want more big big time golfers here they come into the Minnesota 3M Open because we were kind of pissed off that there wasn't there wasn't more of the top ten FedEx guy FedEx guys here, even though there's still some big names that came out. I'm like, we need to like we need to hype up Minnesota. We want we want Tony Finau to go back because he's a big big friend of Rory's and all these top ten golfers. He'd be like, hey, you guys got to play Minnesota. Next tell year. your friends there, there. There's a house on hole six with some dumbasses in caddy suits who would jump off a pool just drunk as shit. At 2 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. That's, I guarantee he's never seen that. I know these guys have been on tour for years. A lot of golf They've courses. seen it all. I guarantee he hasn't seen that specific scenario before. There's no, no way. There's no way. They play a lot of these courses. Like I, I, Since I've been watching golf a lot this summer, there's a couple of courses where there's you know, some houses on a course and stuff. But I feel like TPC Blaine, beautiful golf course. I think it's a definite very good pga golf course but there's a lot of houses on it mm-hmm. a lot of you know and a lot of pools on on this course and especially in minnesota where we don't get out a lot during the winter for most of the year we're always out 
but we're getting outside as much as we can in the summer. So especially during a golf tournament, when people are walking by, we're going to take advantage of that. So I really want Tony to go back, talk to his golf buddies, the top 10 guys, you got to go play Minnesota. Cause there's just, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking party around hole six, especially people are jumping off pools, yelling at you. It's a great time. Yeah, definitely get your ass out to the three M next year, Wednesday through Sunday. You got to do the whole experience Monday through Sunday, Monday through Sunday, Maybe Monday through Sunday. We have to do that. You got to do the whole experience. Like seriously, I'm not, we're not, we don't even get like a kickback for promoting the three M open or anything. We're telling you from personal experience. That was a hell of a way to spend a week. It was honestly like, like Jake mentioned, I don't know anything different now. I, all I, I, I didn't know how to function in society when I got back from that tournament. All I yeah. knew was the golf course waking up. Like when Going we woke up for work on Monday, I'm like, all right, time to get time to get to the course and yeah, see. And, the and then I realized nope. it was work and I was just dead inside. Yeah. It, it, it sucked. Yeah. Knowing that I can't go and into the course and see what colored pants Ricky Fowler is wearing that day. That, that was, that was my only me. priority other than to drink so much until I just wanted to throw up. I said his name wrong. It's Randy Flower. Randy Flower. He's my favorite golfer, Randy yep. Flower. Sounds yep. like a porn name. Gotta love it. But yeah, folks, that was a 3M Open. Definitely make it out there next year. We recommend it. We'll be back. But uh, all right, let's get into bit of the week. We got producer Cam back. What, how many softball leagues are you in now? Like four? Ten. No. We got one left, and it's ours. Oh, the ten K team. Yeah. Fuck, we're Appar- terrible. Apparently, the playoffs apparently, tomorrow. Apparently, you guys were touting how you won one of your leagues last week. I mean, yeah. who's on that team? So, then? so the reason why I wasn't here uh, was because I was playing softball on Tuesday nights, which is when we record. We did win the championship, though. Um, Zuch got a ring. We didn't actually get a ring, but he subbed for us the last two weeks. So okay, he, so so it counts. So does it yeah. does it really count? It's it's like the it's like the Nico Sturm. Yeah, Stanley Cup exactly. argument. Okay. He was he was our trade deadline accusation. Oh, fair and then, enough. Uh, and then we ran it to the to the to the chip. Yep. Hey, it, did you guys get like the like the onion rings? Did you just do the Funyuns bit. <laughs> throw that. <laughs> no, on. I heard we were supposed to get T-shirts, but that hasn't happened yet. So I'm kind of salty about that. What, what I don't get is you guys win a championship. Then how come we can't get that flirt with our team? If you're a, if you're a championship winner, yeah, what's is there your just, secret? Is there, is there just other people on our team that drag us down that shall not not be named or what? You. Oh, well, I was, I was going to joke. Yes, is it me? Or well, what's going on here? Why can't we win a championship if your other team the, can win a championship? The team that we won with, we've been playing together for like five years. So okay, well, that, that makes might be sense. That, that might help. We, we, literally, we literally have had not, I think it's only like four or five players on our current roster that played with us last year. Yeah. It's, yeah, you need and, consistency in the game. Yeah, we've been playing together for five years. It's the first time we've won, so it just takes time, you know? We were in the rebuilding stage, and, and now we're, we're looking to make a dynasty. We're, it, we're in so. a stage of almost being dissolved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to get relegated. No, I've told everyone we're, relo- we're relocating to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, we're going to join the just softball tournaments in Las Vegas. We're going to join the Live Tour. We're going to get re- yeah. relegated to co-ed. Yeah, oh. but, hey, you know, all, you get, we just need it. some females on board. We can get the... I'm not going to lie. If, if we had a co-ed team, it would probably beat our men's team. So I wouldn't probably. Doubt it. You see some of the females out there, it's crazy. Oh, no. I, I was going to say, like, we could probably have some women on our team, and we probably would be doing better. Yeah. I mean, they, a lot of them can play softball way better than me. So, But congrats on your championship. Thanks. Congrats on being back on the show. And uh, you know what, Cam? We're going to give you the what what bit of the week you have first you get, you get to read it first yeah my bit of the week is the dog days of sports gambling bit uh I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan but i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty sick of betting on baseball like you can only take so much right like i still like watching the twins but at some point like i'm i'm over it with the nerfies like i, I just don't want to bet on baseball anymore and i can also only take so much of like the random events like you have like the hot dog eating contests like i bet on golf sometimes but i'm not a huge golf guy 
Like I want preseason football so fucking bad right now. It's yeah, bad. it's 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 tough. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't like logged into Better Edge in like ten days, which yeah. is used to be like ten times a day. Now it's like every ten days I log in. It's tough. I mean, it and I noticed that even in the spring, in the spring there was a lot with NBA and NHL, but like my, my the time where I actually succeeded the most in terms of net gain, I should say, was during the NFL and college football season. Yeah, yep. like I did my best on that. I'm a the Hall of Fame game is a week like in one week. I'm I guarantee I'll bet on that game. That's oh, yeah. how much I want to bet on football. I love how it's like we sit, you know, we miss sitting inside and like watching these games and betting on them. And people are like, "Dude, it's the nicest time of the year. Fucking go outside." And I'm like, "The fuck do you think I am?" <laughs> like, no, it's it's Sunday. I'm hungover. I don't want to go outside. It's <laughs> 90 degrees out. My yard is dead. There's literally nothing better than being hungover on Sunday, which we did all football season. Sitting in a Hung- freezing-ass basement like the 10K house's yeah. basement. And you order $200 worth of DoorDash, oh. feel like a piece of shit. Set and- your alarm for 8 a.m. <laughs> and just bet on football all day. There's yeah. more incentive to get hungover in, in the fall, for yeah. sure, because like you want to stay inside anyway watching football. You know, In the summer, yeah, whatever, but, but it, that's one of the beauties of, of the fall in football. See, yeah, I, I like watching like golf and F one. That's kind of those are my two big sports right now. But the toughest thing about F one is it's like eight in the morning, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I wake up at eight a.m. for work every day, so mm-hmm. I, I end up having to like watch the race later. But I always make the mistake of scrolling through Twitter and seeing the winner. And with golf, it's like you, you can watch it every day, but when it like comes Sunday. I just kind of like forget unless it's a major, all the majors are done now. The British is over. So that's the last major of the year. And the three M is over, which is it's, it's hard to care about golf outside of tournaments that I can relate to like the three M open. Cause it's here as well as the majors. So it's all, we're in a weird spot. It's weird to me that they don't spread out the majors more. I know. Well, they used to, the, the PGA championship used to be in the middle of middle to end of August. Cause I remember like, after the PGA Championship, I was probably going back to school. So I've always hated that tournament for that reason because it literally marks the end of summer. But I kind of miss it now. Yeah, I, I hate that it's in May. It's it's like it's it's like three weeks after the Masters. It's like mm-hmm. no, let's spread these out. Let's enjoy it. Give me something to look forward to other than preseason fucking football in late <laughs> August. Or you had a fifth major and it's a three M Open Genius. a week after the Open. No, I'm just joking. I but mean, what what constitutes a major? Can't we just declare it a major? Mm-hmm. The 3M is now a major. And and it's and, and then all, all the top 10 golfers are going to come here, and, yep. and we're going to have we one go. of the biggest tournaments ever. Also, okay. I was going to say, you mentioned F1, which I feel like a lot of people are watching now, probably because of like the Netflix special or whatever. Mm-hmm. But is it, doesn't it kind of suck? Like, isn't like from what I've heard, <clears throat> isn't only the same couple people win? Like, um yeah for the most part but but though that's kind of like every other sport right it's the same yeah, it's the but, same few teams that are up there every year there's people who have a chance but then that dwindles away when they realize they don't have the money yeah. or the talent that other teams have but i mean there there's i'm a i'm a fan of team haas which is the only american team they have some good weeks and i i have to hope for a big crash every week because there <laughs> there there are those random races where like all the top people crash and then all the all the little guys get a chance to get podiums. So it's weird to me that because like it's my stupid little brain related to NASCAR, obviously, and like NASCAR, NASCAR, and F one. Different teams have like different like resources and different like ways that they build their car. Like yeah. NASCAR is pretty much all universal to where it's like I feel like it's just not a fair playing. Yeah, it's it doesn't not, make it it's, fun. It's not that fair, but yeah. but I love it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't describe it. 
But it, and it's one of those things where it's like if you pick a team like Haas, who is in like third or fourth to last, it's like I want to be part of the journey. Because I remember when I was like, okay, I'm officially into F1. I'm a free agent looking for my favorite team. Everyone on Twitter was like, you should like Red Bull. You should like Mercedes. And I'm like, these are the teams who win it every year. I need, I need to like a team who's never won it so I can be there for the journey. It's well, not about the destination. It's about the journey. As a Minnesota sports fan, obviously you're a Colts fan, but as a Minnesota sports fan, I think that is the way. You it have, is. You have to pick it a is. team that's probably not going to win probably going to break your heart like but if like, they do win it'll be a miracle like if i was new to the nfl if i had just become a big fan of football and i could like any team i wanted to because i lived in europe or something i would not be picking the bills or i would not be picking the rams or the patriots mm-hmm. like i'd pick a team that's never won it before so i could be there experience the be, journey of yeah them I, getting there. I could see yeah. the rise to power why do you think Dana Beers from Barstool just picked the Gopher football team. Right, because be they're going to win the national championship in the next yeah. decade. But but what could happen is that we go 8-0 and this year, and then we're going into Iowa and Wisconsin. We finish 8-2 and and have to play in like the Meineke Car Care Bowl. Like, you never know. Very easily. <laughs> yeah. That's but, all you should go is hopes but e- up. <laughs> but either way, it's it's, it's way too easy to pick to pick like a, a, a team who's going to win. You want, you want to be there for the struggle. That's what makes the championship so much better. Yeah, true. So... Okay, I like it. Yeah, betting is tough. We have a weekly sports betting show on KFan. It's been kind of brutal lately because there's not a lot to bet on. So we've been we've been making up some random shit. You guys like, are, like, like who would win a golf match? Harry Potter or fucking yeah. like Ricky Bobby? Like <laughs> like hypothetical <laughs> Star Wars. Bets. That's oh, that, yeah, it, yeah. That that if you Luke listen to Skywalker if you listen versus to it, Gandalf. Yeah, if you listen to it's a bet on either KFan or any podcast streaming platform. Where we talk about sports betting on the weekends. Y'all, your cams bit will make way more sense. It's, it's pretty funny because you guys, I was listening to it this last week and you're doing like the hypothetical bets and I almost crashed my car laughing so hard when I'm not a Star Wars fan, but you're talking about a robot in a three point contest. Oh yeah. Yeah. C3, C3, C3PO <laughs> shooting three pointers. Eli claims that he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been able to do it. It's like, dude, this guy, know, you, you said, he's like, he knows every language. You think he can't teach himself how to shoot a fucking exactly. basketball? <laughs> he's a robot. He can calculate the precise like dynamics of shooting a ball. Yeah. It's, it's, it's AI on fucking steroids this guy's so. been through the clone wars okay he can shoot a basketball yeah he can shoot a basketball probably better than Shaq. yeah so i would say all right jake what's your bit uh my bit uh, relates to the 3m open this is the birdie beer bit uh, i know bossman you've kind of uh, uh quoted this as the greatest tradition in sports and people would always say oh oh the masters no no this is better no, it's the 16th hole during the 3M Open uh, at the end of July. During Thir- 13th. Of, 13th right? hole. Yeah, 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 13th hole. 13th hole uh, during the 3M Open, uh, not the Masters. So get this. So on the 13th hole, if someone, a golfer birdies, it's two for one beers at the concession right next to the green. Mm-hmm. And this was impe- – it's, it's so funny to see this when this happens in, in that because there are people that will already be kind of waiting at the concessions – but then people will just flock. It's 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 like a flock of seagulls going to a bunch of cheez its on the top of the wa- on top of the water in a lake or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are already it's it, it's crazy. People are just there's a it looks empty. No one's going to this concession stand. As soon as someone sinks a birdie, just it looks like just a, a humongous line, just in, instantaneously. Like there's magic involved, and we witnessed this many times. So I think on on Saturday or on Friday we walked up to thirteen and. The pin location was in a very tough spot, and we talked to one of the 3M volunteers that were that was working, and and she had said there's only been like three birdies today so far, and this was early afternoon, and we're like, oh shit, damn it, you know, whatever, it's a hard pin position, and literally then out of the next three groups that came through, two of the three hit a birdie, and a guy I don't even know, 
don't even know who this guy was. His last name was Every. He was like nine over and not making the cut at all. Yeah, six, yeah, ho- yeah. six holes from flying home for the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> and he sinks. He sticks one right next to the hole, birdies it. We're all happy. He becomes one of the great biggest heroes of the weekend at the 3M Open despite missing the cut by a long shot. And then I think the next group, Sahith Thagala, I think a rising star in the PGA, sticks one right, ne- right, right next to the hole and just – drains that putt and we go back again i went back for like two more beers after just 30 minutes like 20 minutes prior grabbing two beers so i'm just getting plastered and then on sunday the last day we had to go back over there even though it was only like 10 a.m we because like <laughs> we're over there and adam P- pins and even a harder spot this no, time even tougher 240 spot. yard par three into the wind extremely uphill very short two-tiered green this 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 hole is in like the middle of the the tier, like the hill. Yeah, it's insane. It was an insane spot, and Adam had when the Canadian golfer, he he stuck one right next to the hole and got it in for birdie, and we were just all happy. And I remember yelling, "Thank you, Adam! Thank you, sir! I'm just in the caddy suit." And he did like the <laughs> bow, like he just finished like a acting in a play or whatever. And he was like, "But I'm like, oh, he's Canadian, he gets it." And then he was like in fifth to last at that point. He was yeah. not having a good day. No, no, not so at all. It, it's always the guys who are playing like total shit mm-hmm. because everyone who's playing good attacks or or not attacks. They actually do the opposite. They play very conservatively and just try to get out of that hole to par. Whereas guys who are like eight over a par, are like, well, fuck it, I have nothing to lose. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit I'm gonna attack the pin and and I'm gonna they I'm gonna sometimes succeed I'm gonna make these people's days and they know that I think a lot of them know that because like a lot of the a lot of the golfers will be like looking over laughing after they sink a birdie like it's 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 perfect it's a great promotion and if you were on a hole near hole hole thirteen like we we were on we were sitting up on hole twelve for a while that was a great spot and you could tell. When someone like stuck a putt, uh, stuck a shot over on thirteen right next door, because everybody would be cheering. Yeah, like like if it was right next to the hole, everybody would be cheering. There's a lot of people at the green right next to the con- this concession. There's a lot of premature uh, people going over there already, prematurely s- sitting in line waiting. Oh They'll sit God. there, and it, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like a bunch of vultures just hovering around, exactly hovering around yeah. that booth because they know if there's a birdie, it's gonna fill up. And, and a couple times there wasn't a birdie, like they missed it. They're like, oh, and they just like walk away. But they're like sitting there. But it, it's it, the promotion was like ten minutes after, so everybody was like looking at their clocks. Oh shit, are we gonna make it? Are we gonna make it? <laughs> and but it was it was insane. It's how, a great the birdie beer bit is the best one of the greatest bits. How much is a like beer there? Seven dollars for one. So oh, this is a great deal. Though. So seven dollars like for yeah. two tall McGolden light bottles. It's Fuck like yeah. uh yeah. You'd see people. Well, I guess they limit two per person. But it was funny because some guy. Um, he tried buying more than two. He buys two, and he gives them to his friend. He gets right back in line and tries to, like, I think he did get end up getting two more. Like, he was, it was insane. Like, people like are a, stocking up. You put a different hat on or something. I, I, yeah, I was making the joke in line, like, you should ask them if they have, like, a cooler for you. Like, yeah, can I take six? <laughs> but, no, it, it the greatest tradition in sports. I don't know how many other, like, PGA Tour events or, fuck, even the Live Golf Tour. I don't know if who DP World Tour. I don't know if any other tournament does something like that. At least I've never seen any big golf pages cover it or make any videos around it. So that might be something exclusive to the 3M, which does qualify as a major now. I, I would say that, that if there's a credential or like an application process or requirements uh, yet to fill out or something to become a major, I think stating that we having a promotion like that should just qualify us automatically. Yeah, that, that but, definitely meets the major criteria because it's a major great move for uh, people who want to get drunk at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. Exactly. True. And and I really do. I really would like to have hopefully maybe get a golfer on the podcast who maybe potentially was in the 
3M open and asked him. At, oh, I got an ice cube in my mouth. <laughs> you, you, cho- what, you have an ice cube in your mouth? Yeah. We, I have a drink here. Um, our, our homemade bamba. Shout out you to Grey Duck. You can ask him. We, uh, we, uh, yeah, we, we spent our, our Cub Fan of the Day gift card on, on Bomba Juice, uh, Grey Duck Vodka, as well as the ingredients to make a Bomba Juice cocktail. So we, had a, we made a couple for the podcast. Yeah. So the greatest $25 ever. Yeah. Very good. I had an ice cube in my, in my mouth. But anyway, uh, to finish my thought, if we got a golfer on the show who was part of the 3M, I would ask him about that because they'll more than likely know about it because mm-hmm. the golfers were definitely aware of it. It's a great idea. I love it. It's, it's such a great idea. Mm-hmm. I Once again, the greatest tradition in sports. I feel um, like that's got to be something they do at the Waste Management Open, right? For I mean, like, probably. Oh, that place is a shit show. We've talked to a few people that said we got to go to the Waste Management Open. It's like Bro, why one... do you keep eating ice, ice cubes? Because <laughs> it's like they, they soak in the flavor. Gotta, it's kind of like a little icy. You can just hear it. You can just hear him in his mouth like he's a fucking squirrel with acorns. <laughs> or, or like the, the 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 greatest burn back in the day on Xbox Live. Take the dick out of your mouth. Yeah, Jake, take the <laughs> cock out of your oh, mouth. Real. You can literally hear it. No, but the waste management open they say is like a party, and we got to go down there. Yeah, that's what point. the 3M needs to adopt more of the waste. The waste management open is probably a major as well. Mm. Let's make that one a we, major. We we want to go down there in February. I know we definitely should try to go down there. Yeah, I know. Like Danks, next February, he's part of 10K. He used to live down there, and he said it's a fucking riot. Oh, I heard, that. it's yeah. near Scottsdale, and I heard Scottsdale is yeah f- fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe we'll go down there in February. Oh, oh, bonk. Try bonk. to go down there in February. Oh, oh you just bonked yourself on the mic. <laughs> a month before Vegas, we can make it work. All right, Jake, you it. can you can suck on your ice cubes now. Oh. Now I'm going to read my bit. Um, I have the what in the flying fuck is Aaron Rodgers up to now bit. So uh, Rodgers came to camp today, recording this on Tuesday, with very long hair, uh, a wife beater, and jeans, which apparently he's, he was doing some bit with a movie with Nick Cage in it. I'm not sure yeah. what, what the movie was. but Oh, Con Air. Okay, so that yeah, so this guy is just he's he's like Peter Griffin Family Guy, like he's just got a new shtick every day. Like one day, I thought the whole long hair thing was he said was for Halloween because he wanted to pretend to be like Keanu Reeves, but then he just kind of didn't shave it, uh, didn't cut it on Halloween. He still just has the long hair. He's like a hippie now. Yeah, he's got like the tattoos. You know, he's yeah. definitely just hammering mushrooms in think, the off season. <laughs> I think he's got this new girlfriend that just turned him into it. Okay. Well, well, he broke. Oh, he's got a new one. That Shailene Ridley or whatever was. Yeah. Well, that was that they they were engaged and they broke up. But a year ago, we were talking about this. Because he was out in Hawaii with her or whatever. And Miles and, Teller. And Miles Teller. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And and he was like they, they he was singing like uh, a song on guitar, acoustic guitar with his man bun. And that was the big thing about a year ago. And here we are again with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I don't like care enough to like get too deep into this, but I mean the video is hilarious. I I think I think it's great, but but it, it's it's just one of those things where it's like I I don't know what this guy's next move is. He gets the crazy tattoo, which I don't understand what any of it means. This explains everything. Okay, I just looked up real quick. Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend. This explains the tattoo. This explains the long hair. This explains him trying to dress up as some actor. He's fucked in the brain. <laughs> Apparently, this is June ninth, twenty twenty two. Apparently. This is, yeah, from Golf Digest, out of all places. Okay. He said, Reputable source. Yeah. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers has a new girlfriend, and her name is Blue of Earth. Okay, so that must be, <laughs> that must have been a legal change, I'm guessing. Yeah. He's a hippie now. Okay. Wait, so this is legit. <laughs> this is Golf Digest. Blue of I mean, Earth. He is a California guy. Like, can we be surprised that he's turning into exactly who? Yeah, no, who... doesn't surprise me. Apparently, there was rumors that Blue of Earth identifies as a witch. 
Okay. So is he like, d- does he have a spell cast on him? That's I know. I was going to say though, look out. This could be used as an advantage on the football wizard, field. Yeah. She could, she could, she could make a potion with like 50 virgins and some wolf hair and someone's semen. You mix all that in a cauldron, <laughs> put it in all the Packers drinking water. And next thing you know, they're going to win every football game. If the Packers win the Super Bowl this year, it was witchcraft. I was yeah. going to say, screw the, screw the rest of the cap space with Devontae no, no. Adams, whatever. No, you need to fill up that cap with they get this witch on the staff. Yeah. You know, the hero is to save the day though. He's on the, he's Dude, on the cereal box. What? It's her cousins. He will cast all evil away. What, what if like, <laughs> what if a team, Who's going to be the first team in the NFL to actually employ a wizard? That's a serious <laughs> question. Like, who's going to get so sick of losing all the time that they're going to actually turn to like the paranormal? Oh, like, they're they're going to they're going to inter- or uh, hire a medium, yeah, or a psychic. Yeah, the, yeah, they're they're going to call it like they're going to give the person the title of like director of psych- psychological development development, or but it's going to be legitimately someone who casts spells. The psychic. Well, what you know, like you can get like a a card reading or like a ball reading or whatever. You can go and pay for that. Palm reader. They're going to have a department for that and a room for that, where a player has to go in and sit there and talk about, you will have a great, you're, you're going to have a bad game this week unless you do this and change this and this. Oh, like that's going to be legitimate so, like, exercise in the so, next five yeah, years. Rogers is clearly trying to use this as an edge. And this woman's definitely a witch. I just looked her up and I was on her Wikipedia and it, you know, where it says like how old they are. It says 30 to 35 years old. They don't know her age. Okay. Do they know her birth name? Charlotte Barrington? Something no, like no, that. No, here's but... a big thing. Where is she from? She's from on. Salem. The Salem Witch Trials. Maybe she has some ancestry to that. Where is she from France? Trying to fake, we're trying, let's we're let's getting to the bottom of this. Let's see here. Fuck. It didn't say on there, so I'm just going to search her That's name. That's very cryptic, hometown. though. Yeah, yeah that, she's probably this is a part, interesting. She's a part of the deep state. See, this is cryptic. It just says birthplace, the United States of America. Okay. Okay, this is this is insane that Maybe this is she's legit. Sent from Russia. She's a spy. <laughs> Why have oh. I not seen anything on this? Are you sure this is real? This is real. This sounds like a tabloid piece. Yeah, I, I, this, this sounds like something the no, onion no, no, no. would write. This is real because it was on Golf Digest, it was on the New York Daily. It, like, that, it's everywhere. That is fucking hilarious that Golf Digest is like this <laughs> this is yeah, our story. They're the ones that break it. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers allegedly has a new girlfriend named Blue of Earth, and it's B L U. Yeah. That this is so strange. Jeez. So so is it legit that she practices witchcraft? A tipster that, tells was, was she, that... she apparently denied it, but all signs point, point towards her. Point to witchcraft. Witch. <laughs> what the fuck? She would get like, like back in the day, wouldn't she get like castrated? She'd get hanged. Yeah, <laughs> according to history, at least. Yeah, this is really weird. Yeah, yeah. it says. Blue was born between the years of 1987 and 1992. Like, what does that mean? Dude, is this... she was raised in the USA. I want to almost just shake Rogers and be like, are you on dope? Yeah. <laughs> what is this guy doing? Stay off the weed. She's worth Rogers is back to the dating game with a woman whose LinkedIn page reads that she has worked on events like the MTV Movie Awards, the Academy Awards, and Grammys. After graduating from Florida Southern College in 2013, this sounds like a made-up person. <laughs> this, this sounds like he makes he made this all. Have we have they have they been seen in public together? Are there pictures with them together? I think she might be a gold digger too, because her net worth is one to two million dollars. Well, well, that's well, nothing. Well, well, everyone right. needs. Everyone knows that making a good potion and casting spells requires some capital funding, so it does make does add up. But yeah, but Rogers has way more money than that, so she's casting a spell on him, trying to get more. She money. She might be a part of like the Illuminati and or then, something. And, and then they're going to get married, and she's going to divorce him, and then she'll get all the money. Witchcraft. Yeah, what this the fuck? This is strange. This is fucked up. I think we need a Roger Goodell investigation on this. There there might be some foul play happening in Green Bay. 
<laughs> oh, that rhymed too. There, this is yeah. like if if they do good, it is witchcraft. It's that, witchcraft. That Ross, that offense is not great. Besides Rogers, tell call up Quasi, Quasi Adolfo Mensa. Tell him to start making cap room for witches because clearly Green Bay are the pioneers in this. He's a, no, no, he's a smart guy. You can figure it out. No, no, we have Kirk Cousins. He he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> he's the cast girl. all evil away. He's a good guy, dude. Can you imagine like a situation where Kirk Cousins is throwing holy water at Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' girlfriend and? <laughs> <laughs> like he's doing the work of God. Next time we talk, if we talk to Kirk Cousins, we need to ask him if he's heard about this. We at least need to tell him about it. Be like, I know you probably don't care about this, but did you know that Rogers is dating an alleged witch? According- <laughs> he's dating the devil. Oh, the best part, actually, I'm sorry. The best part about this whole story is according to Golf Digest. <laughs> actually, well, I think we're asking. I think we're asking that. the wrong questions. Why the fuck does Golf Digest care about? How do yeah. they know? Well, well he's I, technically a golfer. I'm not. I'm, this was before the celebrity golf tournament. What's the name of that one again? Oh, like American the, Classic. The, match or? Yeah, the American Classic. American Family Insurance. So he he was in it, and I remember watching on TV, and he was so stoned. It was mm. unbelievable. His eyes were very red in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there are some like maybe pictures every, every this month. Is so weird. You know, oh, you know what? So just so you folks know, we're recording this before the Ben Lieber interview. We should ask Ben Lieber about this and get his insight on it. True. He's he's a football. He's he's the expert. He is an elite we're football not mind. All right. Well, uh, you'll you'll hear it in the interview. But speaking of that, let's get to Ben Lieber right now. If you like ten thousand takes, you like golf. You like drinking in the daytime, and you like giving money to charity. You should join our second annual 10K Invitational Charity Golf Tournament. It is Monday, August 22nd. That's right, two days after our cup snake with Sammy Adams and the Twins. Two days later, a whole three days, two days of fun. I don't know why I said three. Two days of fun for the second annual Charity Golf Tournament, the 10K Invitational. It's at Victory Links this year in the beautiful Blaine, right next to where the 3M Open was played. Actually, they have... They have qualifiers in Blaine for for that tournament, so it, it is it is a great quality course with an 11 a.m. shotgun start. It's 110 dollars per person, 440 dollars a team. That covers the driving range, your cart, your 18 holes of golf. You get a soda stick, 10k takes towel. You uh, what else comes with it? Obviously dinner at CRS Sports Bar in Blaine. There's also prizes if your team does well in either handicap or non-handicap. We're making the adjustments to pay out all types of players this year. And the best part about all of it is all the money we raise goes to the Give 16 Foundation, Jason and Carly Zucker's charity that provides programming for the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital, as well as the Zucker family sweet broadcast studio. So go to our website, 10ktakesmn.com. There's a link on the menu called the 10K Invitational. You can sign up your whole team there as well as your business. If you're a sponsor, we're looking for sponsors. So if you want to be involved as a sponsor of the tournament, once again, all the money is going to give 16. There's a link on that page as well. So we'll be out there. We know Jason and Carly will be driving around in a cart. We're going to have content guys out there, video. I know last year was a blast. Everyone had a lot of fun. So join us once again, August 22nd for our four-person charity golf scramble. And now Ben Lieber. All right, folks, welcome back to It's a Bit. Recurring guest, special guest as always, Ben Lieber, retired NFL football player, co-host of Twin Cities Live. That's a new one. Broadcaster with K-Fan of the Power Trip Morning Show, does work with the Minnesota Vikings College Football. Ben, it's great to have you back, man. How have you been doing lately? Oh, guys, it's always good to be on with you guys. Um, I'm doing well. I hope you guys are doing well. It's, it's really bizarre. This is You guys might be maybe the second, at least the second, um, I guess, uh, media outlet or something when they're doing my intro to actually mention Twin Cities Live. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing to think about that that's part of my bio now. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I remember specifically when you got the job, my mom is like the biggest fan of that show. She's probably watched it every day for the last however many years. And I remember she texted me and she's like, oh, you've had Ben Lieber on your show. He's the new co-host of Twin Cities Live. Like she was probably the first person to get the news because she's just a super fan. So there was no way we were going to forget it for that reason. <laughs> uh, well, tell her I appreciate her viewership. And um, yeah, like I said, it's just, you know, I've always viewed myself as as sort of this caveman-ish football guy, um, but now I'm doing a lifestyle TV show. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I thought it was uh, like I, I love it. I love how people are like yourself are expanding your boundaries a little bit. But I was like, I saw Ben Lieber hosting Twin Cities Live because yeah, it's a more lifestyle theme show. I always hear you on on K Fan talking about the Vikings, talking about that sport where people are on the field hitting each other, and here you are on Twin Cities Live, kind of expanding your knowledge i should say uh dude i'm i'm learning more and more with every show not only the cool thing about that show is there's so much about minnesota and the twin cities that i don't know like you think you know a quite a bit but then you hear about you know uh, some entrepreneur or some company and you're like oh i didn't even know that they were based out of here or i didn't know they existed or hey i didn't know that restaurant was even here um didn't know i needed this type of food in my life because it's fantastic um i learned something every single day about about minnesota and it's great i mean it's i've I've got a running list in my notes function of my phone that uh that i take during the show i'm like okay gotta take the kids to this or gotta do this with my family gotta go eat at this restaurant gotta go learn this recipe so um, it's, it's been a great learning experience for sure. What would you say making the transition to kind of what you're doing now, what's been the most challenging part or maybe comedically like the best part? <laughs> I mean, the best part is, is I really get to, I, the best part to me is it's the closest thing from an adrenaline standpoint and an energy standpoint that compares to football. I mean, it's, obviously not even close to running around and hitting people or getting hit. Um, so the intensity is not there, but yeah. I sort of missed that, that daily. Okay. This is what I'm getting up for. This is my, this is my purpose today. And whether I feel it or not, and it's just like practice, whether you feel it or not, like you got to be ready, you know, you've got to be mentally ready. So if it takes an extra shot of espresso and if with my afternoon coffee, then that's what it takes, you know? Um, so I kind of enjoy that challenge, that thrill of kind of pushing myself to be ready and camera ready every day. Um, and, and I hope it's entertaining and I hope it's entertaining for the viewers. But um, I think that's what I kind of enjoy the most. Well, what's interesting about Twin Cities Live is I we actually, when I was at the U of M for one of the journalism classes, they took us to a live airing of of Twin Cities Live. And I thought it was crazy that they have like a, an actual like live studio audience in there watching the show. And so is, is that, is that aspect kind of, kind of weird or have you gotten used to that? Like what's it like having like a live studio audience watching you? Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but they got rid of that. Oh, they did Um, probably during COVID. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So they got rid of it during COVID and they just decided, you know what? (laughs) Like a lot of companies, when they go through something with COVID, they're like, we could probably streamline it and not, include this and not you know pile on the more work because it's a lot of work to to get everybody selected um get all the uh, all the audience members there there on time kind of prep them for what to do during the show um and it's really they don't they didn't add any more staff so all the producers are doing that so um 
Yeah, so I think they got rid of it. But it, it is still kind of funny because we have a lot of guests that are on and they're sort of in the background. And, you know, our producers are there and people that work with the show are there. So it is kind of nice to throw out a joke or throw out something goofy or silly and actually get feedback because it's really weird when they're not there and it's just you and the camera and the camera people, the, the people running the cameras, they have to be quiet. So they can't react and like laugh out loud. So you're just like saying these things and it's just me and Elizabeth reacting to each other. And it's an audience of one, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're like it's, it's kind of, it's kind of sterile. You know, but I think if like Elizabeth is laughing too, it's good because sometimes, at least with me, I just laugh at people laughing. Like if I see two people enjoying themselves over a joke, like now the joke is funny to me because Mm -hmm. I'm a follower. Mm -hmm. That's probably why. But so, I mean, I think as as long as like both of you are laughing at it, like you can just assume it's funny because the guys like me will laugh if, Mm -hmm. if, if you guys laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the same with going to any comedy show. I mean, think about some of the things that comics say and usually it's the way that they say it um or if they enjoy saying what they're saying and and i always enjoy the comics that sort of giggle at their own jokes because it just kind of makes me giggle. i mean i think jimmy fallon's a prime example of that like do i think he's the funniest guy in the world no but he's entertaining to a point where he is just goofy and he's giggling at his own jokes or the own thoughts in his head so it just kind of makes you smile and makes you enjoy the moment yeah yeah, Ben, are you hinting that you will eventually uh, make your way to having your own live nightly talk show? I mean, you are now making t- you're making a TV appearance. <laughs> God, this is just no. the start. Yeah, this not, is the start. Not of at it. all. Not at all. And the thing is, you guys have probably heard this too. They the the people in the entertainment world say hosting an, a a daily talk show, whether it's a daytime or an evening, is like some of the hardest work you can do in entertainment. It is a grind. And so, um, no, I, I, I don't want any part of that. Yeah. No, I, I can't imagine doing it like every day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it, just people who do media for multiple hours a day for every day is, is an absolute grind, especially with you guys, because you're, you're always having to find new things to talk about and mm-hmm. constantly like in sports, there's always a story, right? Like there's always something, but I'd imagine with more of like a lifestyle show, like you always got to come up with something new, like the new story, you know, or, or what's what's trending. So I, I think that part of it is probably would be the most challenging to me is just coming up with new material for every single day. Yeah, I actually think that the guys and we'll probably get into this, but, you know, you look at the guys at the fan and and compare that already just to my experience with Twin Cities Live. You know, we have we have two true producers of the show. We have an executive producer. My co-host Elizabeth is an executive producer. So we have at least four eyes on on the show at all times. And they're working on the show two weeks in advance. So um, our producers do 90% of the workload. You know, Elizabeth and I really just, we go in and we add some, some color here and there and we add our own personal touches, but they do a lot of the prep. They book a lot of the guests. They get all the details for us. These guys, uh, whether it's the power trip or anybody at on any sports talk station, usually it's host and producer. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and those guys are going three hours or three plus hours every day. That is a grind. I, I don't see how, how you can do that day in and day out, stay entertaining, stay up on all the news. I mean, those guys truly work for for everything that they've got. Right. How much uh, how much power, I guess, influence do you have in, in coming up or introducing a segment on the show or a bit? 
I should say? Um, quite a bit. Yeah, quite okay. a bit. You know, I, you know, they're always open to suggestions. And like I said, we're, we have a lot of segments to fill. So if, if you, you know, if me or somebody on the show, it could be, you know, one of our, one of our report, excuse me, one of our reporters, one of the camera guys, you know, uh, I've got this, this, uh, this guy drew who's one of the camera guys and he's very involved with ideas. You know, he's always like, Hey, what do you think about doing um, something like this? Or what do you think about this? And um, we're always looking for ideas. So I, I have that, that power, I guess, to pitch ideas and it can sink or it can float and they can run with it. Um, so yeah, because we're producing so much, <laughs> we're, we're always brainstorming. Well, that, that works out perfectly because we have a few ideas yes. for you. So couple. Okay. Uh, the first idea we have is bringing in a random person who maybe wins a contest or a giveaway uh, that gets to get tackled by you on TV. Yeah. It doesn't oh. have to be super violent. Nope. Oh, you can, it could be light. It could be like a, it could be like a training camp tackle. Cause you know, it's training yeah, camp. But season. this person did sign something. So this isn't like they know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. Into. Sign a waiver, yes. have the mattress be below the camera. So you can't see it. And then just pop. Yeah. So, that's so it's a little bit like the Johnny Knoxville, Jared Allen bit. Um, <laughs> right. Yes. Yep. Now that would be fun. Like if, if let's say one of, one of you two volunteered to do it. Cause it sounds like that's what I'm hearing. I'm in. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Both of us. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent in Let's go. for sure. So there, so, all right, that's a good start. Yeah. Jake. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get one of you guys on there. We'll promote the podcast. We'll promote the show and you have to, you have to get blindsided like a quarterback and you have to field a punt. Yeah. But it, it would be best as if like, we don't know when it's coming. Like if, if Elizabeth is like walking us through something that she's been doing or she's been checking in on, like, you know, like, oh, there, there's this new type of tea that they're making out, out way West Minnesota and how they make this. And then like you come out of nowhere and just boom, yeah. like it, like the, no one knows when it's coming. Yeah. That'd be incredible. The element of surprise will make it so much more, so much better. Yep. So it'd have to be a little bit like the Terry Tate office linebacker where you're just walking down the hallway. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Elizabeth is giving you a tour mm-hmm. of channel five and I just come out around the corner and just smoke you. Yeah. yeah. It, it'd be like WWE behind the scenes. You know, when they do the, they do the bits like, <laughs> like in the hallways yes. and like some guys at the yeah. buffet table, like loading up on salad and then another guy comes running in and just throws them into the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Just to spice up the show. It's like the, this is sports center, you know, office bits, you know, stuff like this that. is twin cities live. Yeah, This is Look twin cities live. Someone getting completely that's obliterated. Gr- that's incredible Bieber. marketing right there. Okay. You guys, lie. I, I just wrote that down and that will get pitched tomorrow. That's incredible. Okay. That's, we love it. That's one one. We got four of these. We're, we're in. Well, right. yeah, an, another one I, I'm, I've suggest, I'm going to suggest uh, staying in line with football um, I know there's I know there's some cooking that goes on on the show as well. Um, you should have a cook off with you should bring Kirk Cousins on and have a cook off. Ooh, grill off mm-hmm. the grill off with Kirk. I feel like that would be so fitting for him. Yeah, I feel like he'd be. I feel like he's an apron guy for sure. Yeah. I I kiss the chef. He's also he's gonna wear that. He's also allegedly a steak and tinfoil guy, so yeah. you can roast him for that. Just mm-hmm. to open it up with some humor. Is that right? Yeah, he, he cooks a steak and tinfoil. Well, he did it one time, and then he didn't do it again. Yeah, we'll he got that. grilled. He got <laughs> uh, no pun intended. He got grilled. He, did, for he it. yeah, he got yeah. pretty badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Got burned for it. Yeah, he got mm-hmm. savage for that. Yeah. I, he he should get. Now I would say that if he did wear an apron, I, 
definitely kiss the cook. I would say for certain, it's not one of those, those like heavy leather uh, ones that like the, the real like pit boss chefs wear. Um, it's, it's definitely probably a flower or two on it. Yeah. And um, you could probably yes. confuse it for something your mom would wear. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it says made with love. Yeah. Maybe he's one of those guys. <laughs> And also, too, if you want some product placement, uh, I'm pretty sure he gave all the linemen Traeger grills back in, like, 2016, 17, one of his first years in here. In Washington? Well, his first year was 18, so. Okay, so well, maybe it was in I, I heard there was a Traeger grill Christmas present for the linemen, so there might be something there. Yeah. Product hmm. placement. I feel like he kind of went cheap on that. Okay. How much yeah. are Traeger grills? Well, I know they make good smokers. Yeah, well, I think Traeger grills are they're well over like one fifty, two hundred dollars. I think when I've checked, they're not they're not cheap. Maybe he I'm gets not, he probably gets them on that. Black Friday. Oh, come on, you guys, you guys, you guys are thinking way too. You guys, you guys are thinking like normal people. You're not thinking about quarterback money here. No, I know, no. I know, but Kirk money. But Kirk also is very conservative with yeah. his money. I, 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 I just know. I feel like I got it. I got to admit, if I was an offensive lineman, and I got a Traeger grill, and then I hear about what other guys are getting. I would be a little, a little disappointed, a little disappointed. Yeah, I think this year's Christmas present is jeans, but we won't turn this into a Kirk roast. No, we'll, we'll keep because uh... they were great jeans, is from what we heard. So okay, so this this idea is is just a little more straightforward. But what about a beer chugging contest with a guest? Maybe it's a local Minnesota mm. brewery. Yeah, maybe they're like, this is the lightest beer you can have. Ten of these, and you don't feel full. Yeah, you know, we could do something like that. You know. If Nyes was still around, you know, didn't they have didn't they have the boot at Nyes where you where you shoot the boot? Maybe I'm making that mm, up. That sounds. Like I a thought thing. I thought sort of uh, they had that deal that you know you you filled up the big glass boot and you got to chug the boot. Um, could do something like uh, that though. It could be something like that. Well, and I'll tell you this from just the events that we do, like watch parties and whatnot. We always have beer chugging contests. There's nothing that gets people going like two people racing to see how fast they can consume a glass of poison. Mm-hmm. It's it's nuts, but it's, it's free though. We uh, it's a free beer, but it's insane how competitive people get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll get all the the fans. Well, I guess there won't be any in person, but all the people at home getting that adrenaline going on a Wednesday afternoon. So. See guys, I got I got to tell you that I'm terrible at chugging beers. Okay. I would I would absolutely lose that battle. Okay. Well, maybe there's someone in the state who is like famous for doing this. Maybe well, maybe there's an internet hero out there that we don't know about. We might have to. Do, we can do the reconnaissance for you. On we that can one. do some research. Yeah, I mean, we already know there's that one dude. We'll who find just... two people who are famous for chugging them. They're probably going to come from a few hours away, so we might have to accommodate for that. But, but <laughs> are, it, are, you, it, are you saying that the boys up north can chug beer way better just because? Yeah, it's that's ab- a Northwoods thing. Yep, it's absolutely the same people who would call us idiots. Mm-hmm. So it's probably in that demographic. Well, some of those people up there definitely drink moonshine. So mm-hmm. I mean, bacon. I mean, yeah, beer. Yeah. Yeah. It was pro- probably from one of those lakes that you that, that you named at about the two hour mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was telling Ben about the video before the the podcast where I recorded myself for three hours naming all the lakes in Minnesota. I mean, how many cedar lakes did you have to go through? Like, 100? oh, like a hundred. Yeah, 
And every Cedar Lake. Every, Cedar Lake. every lake is named after like a woman. Like Annie Lake, there's a hundred of those. Mm-hmm. And then there's also three hundred lakes in the middle. This could be actually another bit for your show. There are like five hundred lakes in Minnesota that are un unnamed. It'll say unnamed lake one, three, five. They don't give any reason to why they skip two sometimes, sometimes four, sometimes a hundred. These go up into like the six thousands. It's insanity. And I, the only reason I would know That's that is because I did this mm-hmm. stupid task. That's a great bit. I wonder if we can get, if we're talking Twin Cities Live or even, you know, even um, KFAN, we should see if we can get with the state and name one of these unnamed lakes. Right. Yeah. Hey, that's, you know, it could be Lake Power Trip or the Power Trip Lake mm-hmm. or, you know, KFAN Lake or Lake Twin Cities Live. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a great bit. I'm telling you, there are hundreds of these things. It does. It blows my mind. I don't know where they are. I don't know how big they are. I don't know if people live on them or not. I just know that there's a lot of unnamed ones. I'll tell you, it'll be a hell of a lot better. Uh, speaking of naming a lake, it'll be a hell of a lot more, I guess, uh, a lot more rewarding to name a lake than naming a star in the galaxy you'll never visit. Right, because that's a so, scam. This yeah, would be like a real right. thing. This would be a real, real deal thing, and I think that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any ideas from the Good. ideas? I'm gonna, you know, guys, I'm gonna put a star by that one to make oh, it extra okay. special. Oh, okay. Okay. I love it. I love how we're. We want to see some of these suggestions come come full, like come live here on the show. It'd be awesome. Um, but anyway, another bit we have is a lip syncing competition or real singing. Or karaoke with, I don't know, Kirk maybe be another guy for that, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, doing a Kirk Cousins competition with karaoke and everything, I think that'd be great. Yep. Yeah, we could um, – oh, boy, a lot of the stuff we'd have to – we have to pass through Kirk. Um, <laughs> you know, he's going to cook with us. He's going to sing or lip sync with us. Um, you know, obviously, he's going to have to dance with us. Yeah, I was going to say, let's do, let's do everything. That's inevitable. Yeah. And yeah. he's going to have to do the beer chugging contest. Yes. And get tackled. <laughs> and get tackled. <laughs> but, oh. Yeah, Kirk's oh. actually out for the season. He went on a local television show and got tackled by a former Vikings player. Yeah. <laughs> it was all for a bit, but uh, yeah, Kirk's done. Yeah. <laughs> he rarely gets injured on the field, but he gets injured going on a TV show. He's so fit. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, my body's my body uh, is so old and broken down now that he I would just bounce off of him, and that would be just so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. Um, the final idea we have is just bring the Galhorn in on Fridays and just have someone blow it. I know that thing is probably hard to transport, mm-hmm. but, uh, maybe you get a mini one, maybe, a replica, maybe you get a replica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the one they bring mm-hmm. at the state yeah. fair, that one's like a replica, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not the yeah. real one. No, no, no. I don't think so. No. Well, doesn't the real, isn't the real one just a button they push? Probably. It looks like it. I, there's no way that there, I mean, they brought up like Bud Grant up there, like some, you know, older people that, you know, God bless their hearts, but I'm like, he's got, no way he does they not can, have enough gas in the tank to make that There's not enough breath to blow a huge horn throughout the rest of that stadium. Like that's not happening. Yeah. That's not, it's not happening right. at all. So I think, I think it's a button. Um, okay. We could do something like that too. I mean that, that I think would actually be pretty easy and they, they would probably actually let us just go there on an off day and push the button. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just pretend to blow in the horn. Yeah. Well, that's, do you do a bit at the stadium, right? That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, but no, don't we don't we we shouldn't have said allegedly press a button. You you blow into right. It. Yeah, you blow in. We can cut that out of the show. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Producer notes right yeah. there. Um, another question for you. So we have heard in the off season, you know, just whatever you that you like uh, you like tequila. Tequila is your favorite alcohol. I think I think we may have learned that the last time we had you on. But what would you say your favorite brand is? 
Um, I believe I had one the other day was Casa Noble. Uh, it was really good. Um, you know, the it's I feel like it's kind of generic, but um, Casa Migos is good. No. Um, there's the is there Casa Azul, I believe. It's like the really pretty white bottle. It's kind of tall and shapely like a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's really good. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know them off the top of my head because I'm not I'm not brand specific. Okay. I'm basically just it's it's top shelf only. And then I just find what I think is like a highly recommended one from the people at the store or maybe one that's um, highly rated or something like that. Or maybe I just go for something that I've never had before. Like I had one the other day that was from the Mediterranean. Okay. It was a, it was a tequila from the Mediterranean. It was, it was fantastic. It was a little different, um, but it was great. So I'm kind of open. I'm kind of an equal opportunity top shelf tequila drinker. Right. So you're like Rob Lowe at the game wearing the NFL hat. You're yeah. just a fan of the game rather than of any, right. of any specific yeah, exactly. team. That makes sense. Exactly. Not sponsored by any. Well, no. how, how do you how do you consume the tequila? Do you you just a shot guy, just going all in, or more subtle with it? Well, you know, I, I try to stay civilized and don't just drink right out of the shot glass. But it's base it's basically just a shot of a shot of tequila with maybe a couple cubes of ice and that's it every once in a while i might squirt a little lime in there but um i drink it kind of like people drink a bourbon or a whiskey tequila yeah. on the rocks yeah. not a lot of people i think our age they don't know that but you can you can drink tequila in a civilized manner you don't have to drink <laughs> ten, 10 shots and pass out in the woman's bathroom which may or may not have happened to me so yeah there you go. That, but that should be everybody's experience <laughs> yeah <laughs> or uh, everybody you haven't lived unless you have a you have a story like that yeah or one of those stories where you drink a ton of tequila and then you're sitting over the sink just drooling putting every living part of your body to just not vomit you're just looking oh, yeah. yourself in the eye and you're like you can do this and you're like don't do it there's don't gonna be a bunch it. of people that walk in and laugh at you and you're gonna yeah, end you up do that, you do the heavy breathing you're just yeah. like <laughs> 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 and you're just drooling out of your mouth yeah yeah, we've all been there. It, it turns into that part of the night where the chaser is no longer something that should actually be a chaser. It turns into a Mc, a McGolden or a beer. Mm-hmm. You're like this, yeah. and you drink. Then you drink that. You're like, ah, that did not help. Uh, and then it's almost like you you ate like a jalapeno or or a hot pepper, mm-hmm. and you need something to like ease like the drooling and the feeling of wanting to puke. It's yeah. it's crazy. But then again, like Ben said, if you never you haven't lived with tequila, if you haven't had an experience like that, so I feel happier. Yeah, and uh, and while we're on the topic of drinking a lot, so we were at the the uh, draft party at US Bank Stadium. Yeah, uh, and we we were there hanging out. Um, and you were doing the commentary there. What would you describe? How would you describe the energy in the bank when everyone found out that they traded the pick to Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> at a least, look, like from your a perspective, look of, a look of collective confusion, um, and disappointment all at the same time because you know, you guys are there. You're, you're excited. Um, it's a chance for everybody to be back together for a draft party. It's the new leadership. You know, everybody's just, you know, we've spent the last five weeks, six weeks, just contemplating and throwing all these guesses out. And, you know, it's funny because by the end of those, that period, you've, you've basically named the whole first round and then some, you know, Mm -hmm. Just to kind of cover your base, like, well, I could see them going after this guy. Or if this, if this team passes on him, it's, boy, it's not out of the question that we could end up with this guy. It's like, so look, you do so much of just 
um, guessing. And then they trade the pick away. And, you know, for us on stage and, and Paul Allen is just, you know, phenomenal at his job, but, you know, now we have to basically tap dance. Then it's like, Oh, okay. Well we dropped down this many spots. So now we have to, you always do some like secondary backup prep on the what ifs. And then you obviously just go to plan B and like, okay, well now we got to start talking about these teams that we weren't going to talk about because they're going to have, they're going to have picks after us. So it, it just, I felt bad because the, the energy went down. And then, you know, when they made the final pick again, it was a name that nobody had talked about. It was a player. Nobody had talked about yeah. at all. And so even then they're like, Oh, uh, Lewis seen like, who is that even how we pronounce his name? And it was a few claps, a few cheers. And then everybody packed up and went home. Yep. It was so funny. Cause there was a video, I think, Jack, you were recording us like our live reaction of that pick. And it's just literally like myself, majority of the people in the video looking so confused, like what the hell it's late. You know, it's late at night. It's dark in there. Cause it's dark out. And then there's just like one person that was with us that was just cheering. And I'm like, what, you know who the, you're expecting this? Yeah, it's a good pick. And I'm like, I, I was, I did not know what was happening at the time. It was just crazy. Yeah, it was, I mean, in the end, I guess shame on us. I mean, that's kind of the learning, the learning moment of the whole thing for me personally is I really did not think that they were going to look at safety at that, at that uh, time in the draft. I mean, it makes more sense when they traded down, but where we, where we were, you know, all we talked about was that cat from, from Notre Dame and Kyle Hamilton. And look, I was not a huge fan of Kyle Hamilton. Um, and I didn't think that if we were going to go safety, that he would have been to get the guy to get there. I think we would have been passing up some, some really good pass rushers. Um, so that was sort of my take. And that was my angle on the whole thing. I never looked past him, you know? And so I guess shame on me for not doing my due diligence on, Hey, they actually could pair Harrison Smith up with another safety and let's just hope that we confuse the defenses enough to where you know our pass rush can get there our corners are not hanging out to dry and um i didn't realize the importance of having you know two really really good safeties in donatel's defense yeah i remember we had our our state of school vikings podcast guys walking around interviewing fans and uh, one of them asked a bunch of fans like you guys gonna remember where you were when the Minnesota Vikings traded to Detroit for the pick. And they're all like, no, I'm going to fucking forget about it. Like, no, yeah. like pretending like it was this big moment. Like yeah. you can remember that you were here on this night, what you were doing. They're like, I hope I forget this moment for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> well, I think, I think we all know that we were willing to live with that, with that trade, especially with the lions, because we all, everybody has sort of a soft spot for the lions. Like everybody sort of wants the lion. They want the lions to be good again mm -hmm. and relevant. Um, just not good enough to where we really have to sweat them too much. Um, so it was fine, but it was the next day that everybody's like, what are we doing? Like, why are we, they, you can't just look at the spreadsheet and just say, okay, we're going to make this, this pick. Can you, I mean, it doesn't the name and the fact that you have to play, Play this division rival doesn't that equate into the equation and the thought process it, it does i mean quasi talked about it but 
I was, I'm still really shocked that we, we pulled two trades within with two division opponents, one being the green Bay Packers. Yeah. And going back and speaking of our, our podcast, the guy who was walking around, I don't know if you saw him, but he, uh, he was wearing a tight, small Jared Allen jersey, wearing a Vikings-themed wrestling mask. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if you saw that. That's expert journalism. Yeah, out that there was journalists field. out there. I think I actually do remember that, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, I, they definitely put put him on. You know how they had like the big screen, like yeah. panning to different fans when you yeah. guys weren't talking. There was definitely a few times where he was on it. I remember my cousin like was at the party. He was texting me. He's like, "Where did you find that guy?" I'm like, "The internet. Yeah, it's a great place." Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, while we're talking NFL, I don't. I, we wanted to get your insight on this. We originally didn't plan on asking you about this, but in the first segment, we discovered something. So Aaron Rodgers, you saw the video today of him mm-hmm. walking into training camp. So according to Golf Digest, yes, this is the source. According to Golf Digest, he's dating an alleged witch, uh, right? Someone yeah. who practices yeah. witchcraft, which she has denied, but there are, there are sources saying that she, right? I, I think her name says it all. Right. Blue of Earth. Yes, I don't. I don't know if you've seen that, Ben. But that I've I've, I've looked her up on Instagram. It's, yes, it's, I remember we were talking about it in the first segment. We're like, "What's her name?" Blue of Earth. I'm like, "What? What the hell are you talking about?" Right. No, that's her name. I'm like, okay. Right. So, what? What? In your opinion, what do you think is going on there? <laughs> like, are are they leveraging her to bring witchcraft into sports to help the chances of the Packers? Because they're clearly cursed Ooh. since 2011. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible that they're just trying to use her sorcery to break whatever curse they have and, um, you know, get him to play better playoff football. I, I mean, look, if, if your legacy is riding on it, why wouldn't you go to the ends of the earth to try to figure it out? So, I mean, I guess props to him to, to leaving no stone unturned. You know, if he, right. if he's If he's got to go the mystical route and find some spiritual goddess to help him out, I guess so be it. We were we were we were saying that like if if the Packers win the Super Bowl this year, people are going to start looking to that, and they're going to start allocating budget for what was the word director of, of psychological of advancement development or psychic <laughs> advancement. There's going to be departments for it instead of you go and talk with the quarterbacks are going to go talk with their coach for thirty minutes, and then they're going to go to the psychic or medium and do a reading. Yep, and then there's going to be this battle of psychics. One yeah. team is a psychic, and they're like seeing who's the bigger psychic. It's almost like two hackers trying to go at it. And this is going to be modern day sports. So Rogers is at the forefront of it. In our opinion, this is sports. Yeah. Well, the fact that it, it truly is a copycat league and whoever wins the Super Bowl, everybody kind of looks to see what, what put them over the edge and what was the difference. And if that becomes the case with the Packers, it would not surprise me if they said, well, you know, we're going to actually, um, instead of bringing not only a sports psychologist in-house, you know, we're going to bring an intuitive and a psychic and somebody that can really help these guys with their cosmic feelings. I, that <laughs> would not surprise she's me. Gonna start, she's going to start putting potions in the Gatorade thing. It's yeah. like, okay, we have the blood of 50 virgins plus some wolf hair, and then we have some goat milk. We're going to stir all that together and mix it with some Gatorade because it's a team sponsor. And that's that's going to be the the victory winning juice. They're going to bring the person on the field. They're going to give them like a coordinator position, like on field psychic coordinator, on fight, right. on field spirituality coordinator specialist or something. And they're going to have a headset. They're going to be you have some. They're going to be calling plays mm-hmm. to the coach who gives them a reading, saying, "No, this play is going to work. I can see it in the future." Yep. Then they give it to the coach, and then the coach gives it in more you know football terms to the players and that this is going to be modern day football 
You guys have really thought about this, oh, haven't yeah. you? The, yeah. And we put way too much thought into this. I, I still think the, the whole biggest, the funniest part about this whole story is that the source is Golf Digest. It's like, how, how do they have the insight? And why do they care, first off? Second off, how do they have the insight? And third off, why are they the ones talking about it? Has it been reported since then? Because when it was reported, I mean, like a month or so yeah. ago or whenever it was, I haven't seen anybody else carry the story. I haven't mm-hmm. heard or seen anybody else talk about her. It was it was a news story for about 48 hours, and mm-hmm. then it's disappeared. And that was not the case with when he was with Danica. That was mm-hmm. not the case when he was with uh, the is it Shailene, Shailene or whatever. Shailene Ridley or whatever. Shailene, yeah. yeah. Um, it seemed like they were always sort of like pulsing in the news somewhere, but with blue earth or whatever her name is, um, it was like a one-time thing. So is it even a thing anymore? I don't know. You're, we're asking all the right questions here. She might've killed the story. Yeah. I was going to say there might be a conspiracy involved here. She might be, I, I think I mentioned she's from the deep state or something. And- yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, if you try to look up when she was born, it says between 1987 and 1992, you can't find when she was actually born. And when you try to look up where she was born, it says in the United States. It's very keep weird. It, keep it mystifying, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll keep you posted with any updates, but uh serious question. Did, did you think that Rogers bit today was funny or, or were you not a fan of it? No, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. You know, um, look, I mean, the, there, there are guys that in the past have shown up in, you know, these decked out cars, you know, they've got a, a driver with a Rolls Royce and they come out and they're, you know, flashing this and flashing that. And, um, so the fact that he came out pretty white trash and looked like Nick Cage from Con Air, I, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good bit. I'm like, all right, well, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like overly done. It was just kind of like subtle, and I thought it was fine. I mean, it was, it's, it, it's showing a little bit of personality. He's having a little bit of fun with it, um, and it sounds like he really is a big fan of Nick Cage, um, mm-hmm. as is Harrison Smith. So. Yeah, have fun with it. Now, if it becomes this ongoing bit throughout training camp, I'll, I would be like, okay, it's a little old. You kind of proved your point. It was fun. Um, so if if he continues to do these things, um, then I think it would get a little little distracting. If we if there is an Aaron Rodgers movie, you know, made, made about him, autobiography or whatever, do we think that he needs two different actors now? I mean, yeah, look, short hair and long hair. You, you need they... Jake Gyllenhaal and then you need Keanu Reeves. Right. At this point. Yeah. That's the only solution. I just got to add something quick. It could be worse. Russell Wilson showed up in his own jersey today. So Yeah. Don't like, you guys, you guys can't get me started. Oh, on yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> hate Russell Wilson. You can't do it. No, he's on the Broncos. He's been doing no. some sussy shit this year. I know he's always been kind of an ass with certain things, but this year he's been weirder than ever. I think he's high all the time since he moved to Denver. He might be. He's, yeah. He, <laughs> You know, he's just one he's one of those guys that really drives me crazy because I he's not there are there are many guys like him. He's not unique in any sort of way. You know, he thinks that he's unique. He's not unique in any sort of way. Yeah. Um and these guys that hide behind this the God card, um they I've seen plenty of those guys in the locker room. Like they feel like they're immune from any criticism because all they have to do is just tweet out um, something about God or something about Jesus Christ. And then they just like say, Oh, yep. Can't touch me. Uh, you can't criticize me. Um, 
you know, he, he, he's a wannabe, you know, mogul, it seems like, like, I think that he thinks that he's as funny or as good in front of the camera as Peyton Manning. And he's not even close. Um, the fact that he has to write into his contract and he needs an office at the, at the facility. Come on, dude. You're not Kanye West. You're not a, you're no. not a multimedia mogul. You know, you're not a business guy. You're not LeBron James. Like he, he wants to be all these things so badly. It's so transparent, but yet he thinks that you can't see through it. And so it just drives me crazy because he's a, he's a fantastic athlete and a heck of a football player, but I think he lacks um, total self-awareness. Going back to hiding behind the God card, how funny would it be if after Miles Garrett did the alleged helmet incident, if he just tweeted out like as a response to all the criticism, like <laughs> Isaiah 214. Yeah. Genesis, Genesis 327. Just, it's like, what, what What are you talking about? You just bash That's someone it, with your helmet. You assaulted someone. That's yeah. what you think. Yeah. What yeah. The Bible says this about love. Okay, you didn't show that on the football field, so. Yeah. But yeah, there are there are some players on the field that that if you talk trash to them, they'll say like, well, God bless you, man. And it's like you have no you have no response. Yeah. You're like, well, now I feel like that was like Andrew. That was like Andrew Luck's bit. Like he would always get sacked and be like, nice hit, man. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? I just I just killed you. Or like, you you know, you guys like Phil Rivers and guys like Phil Rivers, too, and Kirk Cousins, who, you know, tend, you know, normally from what we know, don't really swear. You know, you can't really probably get into these guys' these guys' heads because they're just so, I don't know, clean. You almost are like, damn it, man, you're being too nice. Give me something, you know? Yeah, you you definitely want to. The thing that the difference when when those with those two guys is is Philip would he would dish it out like yeah. he is a trash. Talk. He's one of the best trash talkers in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's the Jim Gaffigan of trash talking in the NFL. Like he doesn't he doesn't swear. Um, he's, he's funny and he will talk shit on you without having to use any vulgarity, which is, you think That's about impressive. how hard that is. Yeah. Like it's more impressive for, for me to look at Philip and say, you talked all that smack and all that trash talk and you got under people's skin without ever saying a, a nasty word, yeah. Yeah. you know? And that's yeah. really hard to do when you play as violent and emotional game as football. But, you know, Kirk, I don't think that he talks any trash. He just mm. doesn't. He just doesn't swear, you know? Yeah, right. Someone could be talking to Kirk. Yeah, it was a shitty throw, man. Thank you, man. I'll, I'll note that down and, uh, you we'll know, the put tape. in my notes. I'll review the tape. Thank you, man. God bless you. You know, <laughs> like that. <laughs> the God bless you. It's oh, like yeah. After you just God bless. Me. God bless you. All right. I, yeah. Oh, I think that's fantastic. a great, I think that's a great comeback. It's just like being on the road and someone like cuts out in front of you or whatever. And what what is the pit? You just put your you put oh, your finger yeah, yeah. You put your so thumb down. They say instead of flipping someone off, it's extremely more degrading. This comes from psych, psychologists to just give them a thumbs down, which is more of like I'm not mad, I'm just really disappointed mm-hmm. in you. Apparently, oh, that, it's that's, the dad, it's the dad card. Huh? Yeah, it yeah. apparently that hits people deeper. Like instead of flipping them off, which is what they expect, you just give them a thumbs down. Like you screwed up today, and you should be ashamed. And then you're like, oh, I'm really sad now. Like I, I screwed up bad. So. Yeah, oh, that's definitely up. that's definitely like that's definitely channeling Blue Earth. Yeah, you know, Blue this is these are. Quasi needs to make some budget yeah. room for this. We we need we need someone on the team doing this immediately. This kind of stuff, this kind of this kind of work. We need to set up a dating game for one of the players who's single, and you need to try to find another spiritual woman like 
that Aaron Rodgers is dating so we can get some of this flair on our team. Yep. Whatever. Yeah, we need like a Vikings is. pixie or something. Yeah. Can you imagine the locker room of Vikings themed cauldron? <laughs> it would go with the gal- the Vikings bit, yeah. I think. Yeah, it plays. The theme. You just you play it yeah. off as yeah. we're just on theme. But yeah. Um, let's quickly move into golf. So, uh, I, we saw that you shared some, some content last month, at least, um, just around regarding live and PGA. What are, what are your thoughts, you know, on kind of the live tour and, and the way golf is, is going? Um, you know, it's, I've, I've gone back and forth because if, if you're playing, if you're going to criticize those guys for leaving based on the the human rights violations that the Saudis are are notorious for, then I think that we're all pretty much hypocrites. You know, mm-hmm. um, we all buy things and goods and services from sweatshops. Uh, we all carry around phones that are built by children. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can't buy an engagement ring without without uh forgetting the fact that some kid in africa probably was whipped in a mine somewhere to get that diamond you know so um i think in a way that we're all kind of hypocrites if you look at these pga players that uh, are being thrown and handed millions and millions of life-changing money and they're saying like well we don't really have to i just have to show up and i get paid this money you think anybody's going to turn that down? No, like nobody's no. going to turn that down. And then you want to you want to chastise them because of the way the Saudi culture is. It's like, well, well, then put away all your goods and services. You know, mm-hmm. like you can't go out and buy a pair of shoes without knowing that, without knowing that some some child somewhere built that shoe, and you carry around a phone. You know, same sort of thing. So, um, I kind of just. I think those guys are, they're doing what they think is best for them. I don't think the tour is going to work. I mean, I just don't. Um, I don't think that we need more golf. I think golf is fine the way it is from a viewership standpoint and from what we know here in the States. Now, it might work overseas. It might work a little bit more in Europe. Um, but I do, I do I mo- for the most part, enjoy and bring on these spirit of competition so if the pga is butthurt because there's another league that wants to take some of their best players and take attention away from the pga all right your turn pga mm-hmm. step up your game adapt or what die you, yeah adapt or die what do you what are you gonna do to keep your game fresh to where your players want to stay on the pga to where people want to go to your events and are highly entertained i gotta be honest I went to the Ryder Cup and I thought it was the most boring fucking sports event I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't ever see the golfers. Like you post up at a hole mm-hmm. and these golfers come by and they hit a couple shots and everybody's quiet and you clap and then they walk by and you're like, that's it. Mm-hmm. I got to wait now for the next group to come by and they, you hope that they kind of hit the ball near you. Um, I don't know, man. Like I think golf overall, now that was the Ryder cup and that's probably not a true like round of the masters or whatever. Um, I think golf has a problem. I, I don't think that you need to go to a golf event over and over and over again. I don't think that they're that entertaining. Um, so adapt or die. I think you said it. I think you said it best. Um, but what I've seen from so far from the live tour on, on TV, it's not a very good product either. No, Mm -hmm. you know, it looks, 
they're trying to freshen up in sort of a childlike way where it looks really juvenile and looks like something that a, that a high school production team put together. So they've got a long way to go to really, truly compete with the PGA. Well, it's hilarious because this is what I always laugh about is that the live tour streams live on YouTube and they have, you know, billions of dollars. And I'm like, we can stream ourselves playing golf on Mm -hmm. YouTube. We have the means to do that. Like it's, yeah. it, it, that part is kind of weird that they haven't really secured any TV contracts before doing it. But uh, the weird thing that I've noticed about live is they're extremely trying to copy European sports like F1 yep. with like the whole team, but also player aspect. Like they have podiums mm-hmm. and champagne. Have you seen that, that jet that they fly on where there's like a full bar oh, yeah. and like four mm-hmm. blackjack they're, like Bryson DeChambeau is sitting playing blackjack on the plane. Like these guys just have so much fucking money that the PGA tour is going to have to figure out how to compete with it strictly because the live tour can do whatever they want. And like going, going back to what you said about how, you know, it's hypocritical to say, I'm not going to watch live because of the Saudi money there. Some of the biggest sponsors of the PGA tour are Saudi owned companies. So, you know, you almost just, yeah, there you go. You almost just got to let that one go from the old conscience and just be a fan of both. Yeah. <laughs> follow the money with a lot of these things. And you're going to find out things that you probably didn't want to find out. Yeah. You're going to be disappointed in basically everything you've ever put your money into. Yeah. Yeah. If, if that's your re I, I, that drove me nuts is the reasoning of people bringing up like nine 11 and stuff. It's like, okay, well then you probably like what Ben said, then you got to drop everything. Like just go off the grid at this point because everything you are involved with is Saudi Arabia or or you know sweatshopped influenced or whatever you know in our daily lives. So it's like you can't be complaining about that yeah. at all, right? Yeah. Yep. And Ben, I, I don't know if like the last week you uh, on any of your your platforms ever talked about like the 3M Open that was in town, but one cool idea that they do every year that I haven't heard or seen at any other PGA Tour events is on hole 13 they do two for one beers if anyone gets a birdie. So you know, it's like there there are there are very little things that they could do to make it more interesting for the fans and stuff like that. You know, I I think they just need to like not they need to strip the whole gentleman's game shit away from it because mm-hmm. in a nutshell golf is a is a sport you go out with your buddies and drink a hundred beers and just have fun play music they need to make it just more relatable you know well they need they need to have more events now I don't think that needs to turn into a frat party by yeah means, yeah but, yeah not exactly um, that the but, waste management open but you know yeah I was just gonna say look at the waste management open in, in Arizona I mean it is it's fun. The, the players, the golfers themselves, they look forward to playing in that tournament. They have fun with the crowd. It's interactive. It's, it's great. It's a great viewing tournament, you know, even at T on, on the TV, it makes you want to be there. There's not a lot of tournaments that I think other than the majors and obviously the masters, it's like one of those places that it should be on a bucket list for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of those places where you're like, man, I, I really want to go there. Like they are presenting it in a way that I really want to go there and see the tradition and see everything. Um, but outside of that and the waste management, I think, I think every tournament, it kind of looks and feels the same. And mm-hmm. you're right. It's for an old man group. You know, it's not that fresh and it doesn't seem like it's very young and lively and exciting. Yeah. I get that there's history to respect, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, you got to do some things to make it a little more interesting. And like, I know that the latest live golf event has like the chain smokers playing a concert after like, I would get some people yeah. to the door, you know, whatever, whatever means, but, to it, do but it. you're, but you're right though. There, it's just like the NFL though. You, if you are putting all of your money into the in game experience and that's all you care about, 
you're only going to capture about 10% of the revenue. Mm -hmm. You should be putting the product in a way on TV or streaming services where the millions of people get to view it, not the tens of thousands that are there in attendance. I mean, you can do both. I'm not saying you have to pick and choose, but they have to find a way to make live exciting to watch on TV. If they're going to do, if they're going to do a chain smokers concert afterwards, well, who cares for the, right. people, for the millions of people that aren't yeah. going to be there? Right. Cause you could just YouTube a chain smokers concert. Exactly. Or just listen to right. the music or wait till they go on tour near you or whatever. Yeah. I mean, honestly, well, th- I think one thing they're doing to try to make that more exciting, aren't they trying to get Charles Barkley? Yeah, that's see that. I think that's a great idea. I think you got to get a <laughs> funny guy in the booth. Yeah. How about, how about this, Ben? It can be you and Charles Barkley in the booth at the live tour events. Because you see, Mickey, you already have. I would I, look. I would do that, but yeah. I, I'm going to guarantee you, you, everybody would get tired of the bit after a few tournaments. Yeah, yeah. you're right. No, you're right. You know, it's you know, we don't need to have a reincarnation of Dennis Miller in in the broadcasting booth. At some point in time, you're actually going to want to hear some legitimate content, mm-hmm. and Charles is not going to. He's not going to give you that. No, it's just, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, he's, he's going to have to switch it up too. I mean, well, I know they have like David Faraday coming over who has a good, who has good knowledge of the game. Yeah, he's, he's been, fantastic. Uh, been yeah. involved for a while. Maybe, maybe Charles is more of like a bring him in every now and then. Kind Look, of he shot the ball on the green. <laughs> he was just a little short. I, I wouldn't have shot the, I wouldn't have used the seven iron. He used an eight iron, Charles. Oh, uh, well, like well, that explains bit. it. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, stuff like that though. That'd be fantastic. Um, all right, Jake, do you have any other questions? Um, yeah, just before we wrap up, uh, you know, we're talking about the Vikings. We're getting hyped up for the season here. Um, Kevin O'Connell is now in command with, with the Vikings. What is the, what is the proper way to refer to Kevin O'Connell? Is it just Kevin O'Connell? Is it KOC or is it cock? Well, I think for every podcast out there, you could, you could say it's cock. Yeah. Um, you know he's he you know our our cock is better than yours yep, you know right. mm-hmm. um he's 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 our main vein you know so um <laughs> i think every cock. podcast could say that yeah. but you know for regular media i think probably koc yeah yeah i i like i like the sound that kind of rolls off your tongue mm-hmm. koc yep. um i think it has a good feel to it it, it feels young mm-hmm. you know Zim actually kind of felt young too. You know, if, if, if Zim were in his, you know, early forties, I feel like Zim would be kind of like, that's kind of a, kind of a zippy name, like, Ooh, kind of a cool nickname. Yeah. But um, now it's got kind of a, a soiled connotation because he, the way that he sort of acted and, and left, you know, I was going to say Zim's almost sounds like a new seltzer. Mm-hmm. That's... It, it did. It didn't 8% <laughs> it, and it tastes great. Zim, the nickname did not fit the v-neck the, the t-shirt person. guy in at the in california in the warm games where he was wearing the t-shirt with the v-neck and it, that that nickname did not fit i'm talking yeah. about like the last couple years the zimmer look just no didn't fit yeah yeah no the last couple years that's sort of where i think he everything just sort of changed like he just became even grumpy year you know mm-hmm. and you're right you're right it, the name and the and the attitude and the look just didn't work out well going back to adapt or die he should have got on tiktok like rick spielman mm-hmm. that might have been a better idea oh, marketing yeah. did you did you guys think that was a joke like i did like i thought i thought that that was like 
somehow superimposed or something. Uh, I I don't know. It's like it was. Is this like your redemption tour? Like, what what are you trying to or your apology to? I don't know what you're trying to do here on TikTok, but it was yeah, it was very strange. It looked like it was staged. Yeah, or it looked like it was the, the video of him dancing. I know, like on TikTok, he does a series where he like answers questions about what it's like to be a front office guy in an NFL. I think that's great, but the video of him dancing to the to that one song, the jiggle, money jiggle. don't jiggle jiggle. Yeah, it folds. That was yeah. my. That might be the most bizarre video I've seen in my entire life. Like, I think if anyone's dad does it, it's funny. But just knowing like where that guy's been, what he's done, who he is, it was like whoa. That's all. It's all I can yeah. say to it. Yeah, like. I'm I'm all for showing a more stripped down version of yourself where you're not overly filtered. Um, look, if you want to be silly, be silly. But I don't know. Maybe do it with like your grandkid or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, show, by himself. Like at least pretend like it, you didn't come up with this idea. Like someone right. someone made you do it. Like oh well, you can see yeah, here's if my it's, granddaughter. If it's like your kids are home, or and and your daughter wants to do something, fine. I'm like, oh, this is like, you know, Rick's is being fun dad or fun granddad or whatever. To be in a room all by yourself where it looked like he was a hostage and he had to do this to get out, that was creepy. Blink my, twice if, my, if you're in trouble. My 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 uh, uh, my Mike Zimmer's holding him hostage. He had like a he was like holding up a gun behind he's him. He's like now dance. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, bad. To That's what? bad. Oh, oh my that, gosh. Yeah. And that was like weeks after he got canned too, right? Like this yeah. this was like this was not a long time after he was gone. So not weeks, it was probably a couple months, but I I just remember seeing that and being like what the fuck. I was expecting I yeah, I was expecting like one of his kids to walk in mm-hmm. or something like that. I can you imagine like I I'm I'm I think he has kids, like younger kids. Imagine like being at school. Yeah, I saw your dad on TikTok. What? What? Yeah, uh, that's uh, I wasn't there for that. Yeah, that was a little what weird. Is it? Oh, it's him dancing to the I mean, jiggle song. Even even if they played it, and it was a it was a bit where one of his kids busted him, like walked in, like Dad, what are you yeah. doing? Right. Yeah. And it was like, uh, like that would have been even more funny. The, the whole the whole thing from start to end was it was jaw dropping. I had to watch it several times, and I had to ask around, like, guys, did you see this? Is this a real thing? Like, what is going on here? Is he okay? Like, what? I, I, I don't even know what to make of this thing. It it just tied up the whole Spielman era with like in the perfect way. Like what the hell was that whole time period? That when 15 years ending with this of being super serious <laughs> and then just get fired and you go on this really trendy thing that's really popular with young the young crowd. I almost like there almost should have been a tabloid piece that came out with the headline with the with like the photo from the video that just said Rick Spielman being held hostage. Mhm. Just yeah. straight up. Yep. He's safe yeah, now. Here, here's his ransom GoFundMe page. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Funded by it's like funded by like Mike Zimmer or something oh, like that. God, but uh Ben, this has been an absolute blast. Before we let you go, I think you've done this before. We got the rapid fire. We're just gonna ask you, you know, ten quick questions. We've changed up a few of them, but some of them are the same to see, you know, in the amount of time we haven't talked, you know, what what has transpired. But are you ready to answer these questions? I guess. Let's go for it. Okay, so uh, you're on a deserted island all by yourself. You can only listen to one song for the rest of your time on the island. What is it? Uh, Probably Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Okay, we're not going to ask any questions. Name a first world problem bugging you at the moment. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's a that is a great. Um, oh, okay. This is this has been bugging me. My my car lease has been is 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 expired already, and I've already had to extend it. Um, and it's up again before I even know it. And so I I have to find a new car or continue extending my lease. And I hate getting the the correspondence, the emails, the 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 mail that they actually send me. Um, it's causing me stress, and I'm like, <laughs> what? This is not that big of a deal, you know. But yeah. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Well, really, really quickly, I noticed that you are wearing wired headphones. Those get tangled on you a lot. That could be another first world problem. <laughs> they don't because I only I only really use them for these type of podcasts and stuff where I'm doing a remote. I feel like the the AirPods, um, they don't work that well for these things. Mm-mm. They cause they too mu- much distortion and yeah, and they static. muffle your voice, which is yeah. crazy. And actually, corded headphones are becoming cool again. I've yeah. Heard. Because now it's hard to find them, so you might want to keep. You might want to hold on to those. They'll be a novelty item one yeah. day. Yeah. Well, they're they're becoming cool again because they're they're realizing that all the electromagnetic fields that we're putting directly in our ears is actually probably going to kill us someday. And mm. so um, people are kind of getting wise to the fact that maybe we should go back to corded headphones because uh, these little Bluetooth devices are probably going to give us all brain tumors. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm the worst when it comes to all that. Like I stare directly in the microwave. I follow all the tips you've been told not to follow yeah. when it comes to technology. Yeah. You know, so yeah. put your mouth on the end of the tailpipe and yep. breathe in deeply. Yeah. 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 Just for stick, fun. Stick just a, for fun on a Tuesday. Stick for a sure. fork in an outlet. See what happens. Yeah. Uh, this is a good one. If you had a walkout song, what would it be? Boy, I, I love 21 pilots. Um, you know, the theme, the instrumental theme song to my own podcast is Legend by 21 Pilots. So I would stick with, I'll go with that. Okay. I'll go nope. with that. Love it. Um, if you had three words to describe Kirk Cousins, what would it be? Um, accurate. Cerebral. Um, Elite? no goaded no i'm trying to think of just one word to sum it all up um you know he's he's accurate cerebral and sometimes disappointing okay that no that's that's fair Mm -hmm. that's fair we leave the door open on that one Mm -hmm. uh what's your least favorite sport Ooh, my least favorite sport. Hmm. Of like the core sports. Um. Let's just go. Let's just go broader than that. Yeah, let's anything. go. Let's go anything. Well, I, I got, I gotta, I gotta be honest. Like, I'm not a big NBA guy. Okay. I, mean, I just, I, I cheer for the Timberwolves. I want them to do well. I watch. I mean, I end up watching a lot of games. I don't. I don't like the vibe. And the essence of the NBA, like where they, they empower the players to be a bunch of whiny bitches. Yeah. And like that, yeah. that to me drives me crazy. You it's know, a, it's like That's a big the, soap opera. Yeah. Yeah, so, it is. It's, it's all theatrics and dramatics all the time. Yeah. And it's, it's such an old man take, but that's the one thing I appreciate about the NHL. I don't know diddly squat about playing hockey, but I like the idea that toughness is still a virtue in that league that we, that, that the players aspire to, 
You know, mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think it's a, one of those good core fundamental things, especially for, for young boys to actually care about, you know, some degree of toughness, you know, mental toughness and physical toughness. You certainly are not going to get that in the NBA. Yeah. Well, hockey players are disciplined, whereas NBA, like the stars have more power than the GM. It's nuts. Yeah. LeBron well, the whole James. Has, the whole league has more power than, than the commissioner and the owners right. and the coaches. I yeah. mean, they can dictate the, the superstars on any team. The top three on any team can form a coup and get yep. the head coach fired in a second. Right. Yeah. Like LeBron James is the yeah. head coach. That's the thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's a GM every, too. Every player is, it's like its own team in the NBA. There's not a team. I don't think there's really a team aspect to that, to that league anymore, which, which, yeah, it sucks. But that's why college basketball, I think, is far better. And, oh, yeah. NHL. Yeah. A lot better. NFL. To watch. Yeah. Um, who do you think the funniest guy at K-Fan is? The funniest guy, I would say, I would say probably Chris Hockey. Okay. Um, right. You know, I, I don't think people realize that all the button bar stuff, 90% of it is hit by Chris Hockey. Really? Um, so there's a level, a high level of appreciation for the way his brain works. You know, he can be multitasking sort of in the production room, you know, sort of, you know, running, running the the outline of the show, you know, you know, Corey's a little bit more of the quarterback. Um, I don't know. He, Chris is probably more of just like the, the chief operating officer, you know, keeping things in line. And then, but he's also listening. So if somebody says something, I don't know how he finds the button bar, but he will hit a button bar that is, you know, hysterical and somehow relatable to what that person just said. The way that he can think on his feet, um, I mean, they're all, all really good at that. I just think that he's he's consistently a little bit better given all the responsibilities he has. That's awesome. You broke that down. You even tied some football into it. Just some yeah. incredible analysis. Yeah. Um, we've already talked about your favorite brand of tequila. What would you say the worst brand of tequila is? Oh my gosh. I mean, any, anything on the bottom shelf, um, it's so snobby. I mean, that's when you talk about first world problems or first world issues. Um, I'm over here yammering about top shelf tequila, this whole podcast. Um, you can find some really God awful tequila. I mean, it, I think if you go to, if you go to any, any sort of small town liquor store and then go to the bottom shelf of that, like that shouldn't even be made. Right. Yeah. Right. Where it's you know, like, tequila like, I don't even know why Wisconsin. they're making that. <laughs> it's like right. dirt in it or something. Yeah. Like, What's in that? It's like, I don't know, oh, but it's well, $9 for a handle. So I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. Nine bucks. Yeah. If you go out to, if you go out to Annandale and you go to the liquor store and you go to the bottom shelf and buy the bottom shelf tequila, that, you know, shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> you might have some issues. Buy some rubbing alcohol. Yeah, right. Can we unanimously just say it's Jose Cuervo? Yeah. Oh, I gosh. hate that shit. Well, I, I don't, I don't want to shit on Jose Cuervo because it's like they're the most popular of the trashy brands. Right. Well, you that's know? always one of those. That's your gateway. That's your gateway brand. That's yeah. Too. That's that's your classic. You know, uh, all inclusive beach margarita deal. Like you, you don't. Nobody drinks Cuervo straight. Right. It's always a mixer. Well, college always kids do. But there's got to be, yeah. <laughs> well, they'll drink anything. Been there, done that. Yeah, right. Anything that's yeah. a, that's in sight. For a loco. 
All right, the the final one. This is our new favorite edition. Is uh, give us your strike three call. So if you were like an ump, I know you have kids, so you probably can't. You probably can't get too into it. But what would your strike three call be like if you were the ump of a baseball game? <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of of deadpan humor, so it would probably be something like just it would be very Frank Drebin when he's calling the first strike. So it'd be the question mark of strike three. Okay. You're out. I mean, I'm not pulling it off very well. I'm saying somebody could pull it off way better right. than me. That, that's well, great though. Cause like the batter's like, so wait, am I out or not? It's like, I don't yeah, know. you're I don't like, know. yeah. And then you, you're, you're out. Yeah. So I, you're out. One of, one of my favorite scenes in naked gun is when he does give the first strike and he just like, questions himself and then you know when the crowd reacts he's like that's when he gets all amped up and he gets into it but i love the like strike that's great i don't know yeah that's a good subtle one yeah mostly people just start screaming that's usually that's usually what we get so the the other end of the spectrum but i like that the more subtle questionable yeah like if jason bateman would have called strike three yeah Right. Yes, like he'd exactly. Be, he'd be a he'd be a great ump if you were just doing like deadpan, just strike three, strike three, just those people yeah. who are always kind of like they're always like thinking about it, yeah. you know? Yeah, strike and he would do he would kind of like you know put his head down and be like, yeah, 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 strike three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. so. Some the batter will be yelling at him, and he'd be like, yeah, I know, but you know. Yeah, well, strike three. It's the way, it's the way it that, goes. I think that's a great metaphor, goes. Jason Bateman. I just, I just think of like Ozark or Arrested Development. Just very, you know, just very, que- just questioning it as a questioning bat, as a batter. The next time you go up, there's no coming back from that. Yeah. They've won. Yeah. The ump has won the psychological mm-hmm. edge at that yeah. point. Yeah, you're it's like, equal parts questioning and condescending at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah be, you look like per- an asshole. That's the perfect way to describe it. You know, we need more umps like that. Actually, oh. we need more of that incredible <laughs> well ben this has been a blast uh just let people know where they can find you you know and and obviously to tune in twin cities live and, and your podcast uh yeah man uh you guys can find me social media wise let's see twitter it's nacho lieber instagram it's ben lieber official because somebody else took ben lieber when i was really mm-hmm. late to the game on instagram so i had to find uh something different um or ben that's my website and then um Look on on uh, on the local channels. It, it's KFAN one hundred point three um, on the Power Trip on Mondays and Fridays or Mondays and Thursdays. Dan Barrero on Monday nights when the football season starts. Paul Allen on Thursdays at nine fifty five, and every single day, Twin Cities Live Channel Five ABC. We're live at three o'clock to four thirty every single day. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ben, so much for coming on. And uh, folks, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Thanks, guys. Do you like sports betting? Well, you better because there is a legal, a a legal sports betting option, a sports betting app here in Minnesota that you can download and utilize today. The Better Edge app is a legal online social betting marketplace that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans. Place no commission positions in an online marketplace. Compete in direct head-to-head challenges with horrible bettors such as myself and sometimes boss man. You can you can invite your friends to a specific bet, to a specific game. If you both have differing opinions on it, well, 
bet on it, literally. On this app, you can invite friends to different games. You can also compete in public or private betting competitions for other money and prizes. And you can also buy or sell positions, such as the spread over under money line at current market prices. You set the market. You, the people, set the market. You're not betting against the house. There's no vague or anything taken away from you. Whatever you win, you earn 100% of. The casinos will usually take a little bit or a percentage of the money that you get. Typically, yeah, I'm in a sports in, in, in sports betting, but you don't do this on this app. That does not happen on this app. So if you download this app today, if you use promo code 10K10K at betteredge.com, that's B E T T O R E D G E dot com. You can get a free $20 when you sign up and verify your ID. So, once again, utilize code 10K10K at betteredge.com. That's B E T T O R E D G E dot com to get a free $20. It's free money. Okay. Use free it. real estate. It's free real estate, Jim. Are you like us and enjoy going to live sporting events, concerts, plays, whatever it may be? Well, if you want to chant, let's get sexy at the next game or event, buy your tickets through VividSeats.com. As official partners of Vivid Seats, new customers can get $20 off a $200 or more order with Vivid Seats using promo code 10KTAKES, that's 10KTAKES, or use the link in our episode description to help support us when you buy the tickets. So once again, if you're a new customer, you're buying tickets with over $200 of value, get $20 off using the pro- promo code 10KTAKES. Or if you've bought tickets through Vivid Seats before or are buying tickets for less than 200 bucks, use the code in this or use the link in this episode description to help support us. And if you're at the game, let us know. We'll buy you beers. We'll hang out with you. You can be part of the Let's Get Sexy chance so that Jake doesn't look like a total idiot doing it by himself. So once again, download the Vivid Seats app or visit vividseats.com. Get your tickets now. All right, folks, welcome back to It's a Bit. Great interview with Ben Lieber, as always, but let's get into the final segment. This is buy or sell. I'm just going to name five different people, places, things like their stocks. And you guys, producer Cam and journalist Jake, are going to tell me whether you would buy or sell them. So let's get started. We're going to kick it off here with, uh, it was on the wrong part of the sheet, cricket. (laughs) Cricket, that sweet play from the other day. If you guys saw the clip where the girl I don't understand the rules. She ran out and hit the ball to herself. She jumped back in and caught it. I don't know how that would work in baseball. Here's what would happen. It wouldn't work in baseball, but it did work in cricket. Uh, I know we've given cricket a lot of slander on this show in the past, uh, but are you guys going to buy or sell cricket because of this play? I'm going to buy it if I'm watching it in a country that's not America. Like If I'm there and I'm watching it and it's a big deal there, I feel like it would be electric. Like here, like just watching on TV, I'm going to sell it because there's other things I can watch. I was going to say, I think it's big over in the Middle East. So if I was a big king in Saudi Arabia, I'm buying into it. I'm utilizing the Saudi Arabian investment fund to buy into it. But if I was a uh, uh, a senator in the United States, I am not going to utilize my political power to invest into it. You know what we should do as Americans? Make the Live Cricket League. They Ooh. took our golf. We're taking their cricket, damn it. Fuck them. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, uh... we should. Yeah, I, I I tweeted that clip out, and I was like, I still don't understand the rules to the sport, but I'm pretty sure this is a sick play. <laughs> like, three guys under it were like, 
oh, dude, follow me, Fo- follow me, and look at my videos, and I'll show you how like how the rules work. I go, I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> waste my time with that. Like, I, I don't I, care. I think it's great that you're out there on TikTok giving video like a video series on how the rules work. But unless I'm playing it or watching it, which I don't plan on doing either, I'm not gonna do that. For some reason, that reminded me. Do you remember when we got that random ass day on Twitter? We got tagged in all those like what was it the Vietnam video? Oh, or oh no, no, it was it was oh, vi- travel Afghanistan. Travel yeah. Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We were like, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Sounds I like a horrible idea. I don't give a shit about watching cricket. I just don't care. It's way too confusing. Like, like it was a very cool play where that yeah, that like she that girl like popped it up, and then she ran out of the outside the wall and came back and caught it. But I'm like. This is also why I don't watch. I don't know how the fuck this works. It like, was, this is so weird. It, it was, was pretty cool, though. Do you remember that Oklahoma State interception a couple years or a while back where, where the, the guy, the guy tipped, tipped it? it. He, she did that, but she did it to herself. Yeah. It was impressive. Yeah. I still don't get the sport. Me either. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm selling it overall. Yeah, I'm probably going to sell cricket, too. Um, that play was sweet, but I still don't understand the rules, nor do I care to understand the rules because I feel like it's going to be an investment. Yeah. I don't know, though, but hey. We were t- in in your bet. You did this the lull in sports betting. I I do see cricket on Prize Picks. So, Ooh, you know, I to. think just for the bit we might have to do it. But for now, I'm, nah. just for fan purposes, I'm going to sell it. All right, uh, moving on. The now discontinued Klondike Choco Tacos. Uh, they were just discontinued as of Monday from the shelves. Uh, I didn't know these things existed. <laughs> Apparently, I live under a fucking rock because i that's a big fat guy move, and I feel like I'm all about fat guy moves. So Choco Tacos sounds like the most innovative thing since the Snuggie. And uh, I don't know why I've never had one. I might have to go get me one, but they have been discontinued as of Monday. So uh, what do you guys think? Are you going to buy or sell the Klondike Choco Tacos? I'm going to buy the hell out of them. Uh, like growing up as a kid, if you ever went, like if I ever went to like a gas station or whatever, and I was getting like an ice cream thing. It's always that. Like that's the first thing I look for. It doesn't happen very. Like if I go to a gas station now and I want ice cream, which doesn't happen often at all, um, I still would look. Like if, if it's there, I'm grabbing it. Now I can't do. That. How the fuck have I never heard of this until Dude, Monday? They are excellent. It's. I feel like this is why I think the government is screwing with us sometimes. Here's a little conspiracy theory. Because how 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 have all of the advertisements in the world, all the conversations been withheld from my life until this point. <laughs> That's crazy. This is horseshit. I actually, I was at Target today and I was going to go get some. I still, can you buy them still? That's what I was going to say. There has to be, I know Quick Trip used to have them. There has to be gas stations that still have them. I challenge you to go to a gas station right. tomorrow and just try one before okay. you can never do them again. Because just because it's been discontinued doesn't mean that they're they're like gone as of Monday. Right. That just means that they're going to stop making them. But there's probably a whole warehouse still full yeah. of them. Yes, I would think exactly. they would have to discontinue at the base, but they would still. But sell now them. that the story, still, yeah, there's I'll, still some in distribution. I'll buy one and do a do a review on the internet, and I'll let you guys know what I think. I hope. I, I feel like a lot of people loved them. There's got to be a company that can take it over, right? That yeah, it's just bring like it back. it's just th- there's been a lot of those different foods that have taken over. Like I mean, like then they discontinue the uh what's the fucking Twinkie? Oh, did they? This? Really? I don't know. I thought I heard about that. Well, no, maybe not. I think it was like there was what, some controversy about it like forever ago. Yeah. Well, it's but one of those things where it's like, does Klondike have a fucking patent on the Choco Taco? Like, Is that possible? Can, can you, you have a patent? on Can the you grounds? imagine filing? A patent with the USPTO on a chocolate-flavored taco with ice cream Tacos. in the middle. Can you imagine if that was your full-time job? That's how you were supporting your family is filing patents for chocolate tacos? There's no way that exists, right? I would hope Someone that. else can just make it. What about uh, who else makes ice cream? Uh, Good Camps. Humor. Okay. Camps, that Camps. That's what I was thinking. Blue Bunny. Of. 
Blue Bunny, local Minnesota. Kirkland Costco makes very damn good ice cream. How does Costco make fucking everything? I don't know because they. <laughs> how they, is that econ- them and Amazon? How how do they make literally everything? How do you just acquire the materials? They control to make, the weather to make everything. It's so it blows my. There's so many things I'm just understanding about supply chain right now. But, but cho- I don't think. Uh, well, the Choco Taco, like I I haven't had one in a while, but they were amazing. They kind of like a, a drumstick, but in like a taco. Like I don't right, I don't right. get I don't get the point of why you discontinue it. Like is there's, it like it's a genius? There's concept. no way they weren't getting sales. Like a, everyone loved them. Yeah, except it, Jack. You yeah, know well, no, it's like not by choice. <laughs> no, I know. Like when I, I was a, like when I was a kid, like that was something I I, I get that I didn't get that a lot, but I would get that in drumsticks, and like they tasted yeah. fucking amazing. Like I'm gonna buy Choco Tacos. Like I mean, they're amazing. I mean, the name Choco Taco is just so American sounding. It's amazing. <laughs> well, and also too, if you, if you're not a reader of our blog, you should be. Uh, 10ktakesmn.com, but our, var- our very own Nick Lewis wrote an article. Say it ain't so. Farewell the Choco Taco. And uh, this is a hilarious graphic that he made where it's a Choco Taco floating in the clouds with wings, and it says rip on it. <laughs> hey, well, all, the, all our fallen soldiers get to eat Choco, Choco but, Tacos now. And that's, from, and that's from Klondike, right? Uh, yes. And Klondike, the Klondike ice cream bars. Like, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Yeah. Like, I've heard, of, I've heard of that a million times. Nothing because they're trash. You don't okay. like Klondike bars? No. That, oh my god, I that's love a them. sidebar discussion. Like <laughs> Klondike has done such a good job of marketing with that whole thing. Like, how have I never heard of the goddamn Choco Taco? This is this is it, the most bizarre thing to me. It, it blows my mind that you've never heard of it. I know. A L- little little off top, but it kind of reminds me of of like a big Klon- or a smaller Klondike bar. But you know they like the York peppermint patties. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing. And I just remember the Family Guy episode where they make fun of that. What would you do? What what do you feel like when you eat a York peppermint patty? When I eat a York peppermint patty, I feel like I'm on top of a bl- of a mountaintop. And then like ten days later, I've been on this mountain for ten days. I don't know where I am. Another guy comes and then he eats it. Yeah, it's like just so fucked up. Well, and uh, what would you do for a Klondike bar on Family Guy? I remember it's like, would you kill a guy? And you just hear a gunshot. It's like, just the, the, I don't know. I might. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, Klondike's done such a good job of advertising. I don't know how I've never heard of the Choco Taco, but um, I guess I'll buy it. I got to try it first, but I feel like you got to buy it. I feel like mm-hmm. this is a genius thing, and like you said, there's no way they weren't doing sales if everyone knows what they are. I think if you like chocolate and ice cream, it's impossible for you to not like it. I think it's probably one of those things where, like, you know how sometimes companies are just like, nah, we don't want to do that anymore, not because it's failing or because it's not successful. They're like, it's time to move on and invest our money in new innovations. Maybe they're going to get into witchcraft and make that make that potion that Rogers has been sipping on. I don't know, man. But uh, I just can't think of anything new that they would make that would defeat that. Right. That's what sucked. Right. All right. Let's move on. Uh, buy or sell Kid Cudi. So if you don't know this story, uh, at uh, Rolling Loud Music Festival in Miami last weekend, he he uh, like Kanye pulled out, and then uh, Kid Cudi, the rapper, took over for Kanye. And he was on stage, and people were just throwing bottles and shit at him. And he said, if one of you throws one more fucking bottle, I'm out. And then immediately someone throws a bottle. He just walks off stage. Gone. <laughs> I feel like and those, so, peop- those people don't get their refund, right, who were there? No, as why? they shouldn't. Were, right. they, were they mad at Kid Cudi for I playing? Mean, yeah, like, you, know, you know how Kanye fans are. They were well, probably just irate that he wasn't there, and they wanted to blame it on somebody. That's so stupid. So I, are you asking for buying Kid Cudi? Yeah, for just walking off. Because, yeah. yeah. Don't I don't blame, blame him. him. Especially because he's doing Rolling Loud a favor. He's doing the fans a favor. But that that would have been void if he didn't do that. And then they just treat him like shit. Plus, Kid Cudi's fucking great. I, I know. Kid Cudi's awesome. I think that they're probably pissed at him because he's not fucking an actual crazy person like Kanye West is. <laughs> right. He's actually a sane individual that makes awesome music. 
I'm I, I'm still buying Kid Cudi. I think yeah. that's bullshit. Uh, the, although if this was like Chad Kroger of Nickelback, and he's getting stuff thrown at him, he probably deserves it. Um, in that case, I wouldn't. So I wouldn't get. I would be like, no, Chad Kroger, fuck him. But uh, no, Kid Cudi's a good dude. I I don't know why they would do that. So, so fuck like those people. Just to yeah, I'll, I'll buy Kid Cudi too. Um, I think he's he's a great artist and and yeah, good for him. I know I know a lot of artists probably respected that because a lot of them just sit up there and get shit thrown at them and get disrespected and they're just out there trying to do their job, you know, just like me and you. But uh, going off this whole Rolling Loud Music Festival in Miami, I saw more videos from this crazy place there was yeah. one where this guy just walked in with like an, a construction vest and like walked right backstage and was hanging out with Lil Vert for a little bit uh who, who's another rapper but then i saw i don't know the context behind this video but there was a dude on on a stage his pants were pulled down he looked like he was on drugs <laughs> and there were so many bottles being thrown at him oh, at once that. in cans eventually you see a fucking trash can just go yeah. flying at him just smokes him like Talking like machine gun fire of bottles just from all over the place. I, I don't know who this I, guy was or do you know the story behind that? I don't. But I just I, saw I the commented on the tic- on the TikTok from the 10K account. I go, this looks fun. The story <laughs> behind it is 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 drugs and bath salts. That's yep, a, that's, that's the thing yeah. is like I listen to rap music too, like as well as country, but like I would never fucking go to that no. festival. It's that's in a Miami show. Yeah, first off, it's in Florida. Second off, it's a good it's, way to die. Yeah, like people actually die at these things. Like if you've heard of like the Travis Scott story oh and God, all yeah. sorts of these things are a disaster. So Th- those huge festivals like that, like I feel like if they're if they're like these like heavy rappers and shit, there's probably a lot of drugs involved. And then there's like big festivals like this for like Slipknot plays, and they probably have a mosh pit that's like a mile long, and people like die by getting trampled. Also, I've yeah. been to like a couple rap concerts. They suck. Yeah, rappers are are historically the worst live. Yeah. Performance. Soundset. I went to Soundset, you know, a few years back because yeah. I've been used to going to rock concerts my whole life. But like, people invited me out there. I'm like, this is, th- this is just a lot of these guys are not good live. Yeah. Well, like, there's a couple good rappers. A lot of, Logic a lot of was auto, amazing. It's a lot of auto tune. Yeah. I feel like country concerts are where it's at. Country and rock, rock are concerts. The two, yeah. best, the two best concerts. Me and Jake went to Lakefront when it was here like a month ago and. Yeah, back. it was a fuck. It, they were great. It was and like, Alabama, Randy Hauser in Alabama, and like yeah, crazy shit happens at those two, but mm. nothing like what happens at EDM and rap no. concerts. Like it's, it, I I don't understand it. I don't I'd understand why. Like, first off, like people overpay to go to these concerts. Yeah. Like they're three these times festivals. more expensive than like any great country or rock concert would be in the Twin Cities. They they pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars just for tickets for these things, and then they book hotels in Miami and mm. flights. It's probably a couple grand to go to one of these things for the weekend. Just to see a guy walk out because he stood up for himself for a bunch of bottles being thrown at him. Yeah, I don't understand. Ridiculous. I don't understand how people spend their money, man. I don't get it. All right, let's move on. Um, this is the last one we have on the list: the uh, golf golf announcers in general. So, if you guys saw the DP World Tour announcer this past weekend, someone did what we call in golf the double chin, and this is where you hit a wedge shot like so slow that you hit the shot, and then as the ball's in midair, your follow-through hits the ball again, shooting the ball a directly opposite position, and it's just three seconds of silence after this guy does it, and the announcer goes, listen, I shot 14 over the last couple of days, but I didn't have one of those. <sighs> the ultimate best one-liner I've ever heard a, a golfer announcer say. Like, he just... It totally rips into a professional golfer. It's it's a very casual move to compare your own game to professional golfers' games. Like it's something you just don't do because <laughs> at least from like a broadcaster. Like if you're a fan, it doesn't matter. But as a broadcaster, like just don't talk about yourself. And this guy just and this in this case, like he's right. Like it, normal golfers don't do that shit. I get that everyone makes mistakes, but it was hilarious. Yeah, he double chins it, and then immediately there's like this four seconds of silence. He's like, 
listen, I shot 14 over the last couple of days, but I didn't have one of those. So I don't know, golf announcers in general, you guys buying or selling? Uh, I'll actually, like when I first heard this, I was going to sell, but I think if anything, golf needs more comedy. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's pretty funny. Like I'll buy it. Why do you think Liv is throwing millions of dollars at Charles Barkley? Yeah. And then they have the fucking NASCAR scoreboard on the left. NASCAR. Actively changing. Yeah. yeah no, I, uh, I think I usually like be a little like hesitant on comments like this, but I, I thought it was fucking hilarious when I saw it. Like I forgot about this and, so I'm gonna buy it. I think it's. I think it's funny. I think like it's it's because it can be a very slow game, you know. And like the the typical stereotypical golf announcer is a guy who just literally whispers, and that's how he talks in Puts real life you to as sleep well. Sleep on a Sunday. Yeah, it's like you know he could be at a, a rock concert. He could be at he could be at Rolling Loud Festival, and he'd still be. Oh, yeah, it's a great show. It's a great show. Look, he's on the stage right now. It's a great form up there. No, but I so I, I like I like seeing that little, you know, little bit of chirping from the announcers cuz golf is a notorious game for hitting bad shots and getting pissed off and the fact that he's kind of being he's being relatable I think to that to the to the viewers who are not professional golfers as well who probably also shot a 14 over and were like yeah, you know what? I shot a 14 over and hit a fucking shot like that. Oh, okay, make yourself feel a little better. I think it's just uh <laughs> I think it's a. Uh, I think it's something that's needed by golf, and I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it too. Um, specifically too, because this was the DP World Tour. Which, if you're not a big golf fan, uh, the DP World Tour is also referred to as the European Tour or the Double Penetration. Double Penetration Tour. This is this is coverage for six hours on a Sunday morning. It's just like the the European Tour from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. It's it's just Golf Channel's way of filling time, but it is hilarious when like there are actual national highlights that come out of this tour. So I think it was even funnier that it was from the DP World Tour compared to like the PGA or the Live or even the LPGA. And uh, yeah, I love it. I love golf announcers. I I think guys like Charles Barkley, David Faraday, even Nick Faldo, even though he's done, you know, they're just characters. They're just characters in a mix. And yeah, they're not the kind of guys who are going to put you to sleep. But that, folks, was another edition of It's a Bit presented by 10,000 Takes, the bit of the week, our interview with Ben Lieber, which was great, as well as Buy or Sell. Check us out on all of our socials, 10K Takes, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can also go to our website, 10ktakesmn.com, where you can sign up for our charity golf tournament, the 10K Invitational, as well as the Twins Cup Snake with Sammy Adams on August 20th, which is a Saturday. Also go to 10ktakesmn.com and read the blogs, like we said. Wrote a blog about the fucking Chaco Taco. I'd imagine there will be a blog about Aaron Rodgers and witchcraft, which will probably piss off a lot of Packer fans. So there's some good content to come out of that, as well as just listen to all of our other pods and our sports betting show on Sundays. It's about on KFan from 1 to 2 p.m. But this was another edition of the It's a Bit podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. We want to thank you guys, as always.